Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick? And apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you remember what happened on Friday? Well, uh, we were reading Jeremiah chapter 5, and I believe they were looking for just one single honest person. Yes. And upright, you know, godly person that that worshiped the right God, because God was still mad about the idols and how they're worshiping not him. Yes. And then he was like, I'm going to fuck y'all up with somebody else, and I'm going to kill a lot of you, and then I'm going to leave a little bit, but not much. So he, it's a repetition of the i'm gonna get you yeah it's like the same fucking thing over and over and over and over and over again right but yeah it's it's written better Mm -hmm. there's that there is that yeah so that was jeremiah chapter five yes which means that today we're getting into jeremiah chapter six all right and before we get in i do want to apologize we did not get our book club done this week we didn't Um, we forgot it was super bowl weekend and Lots of other things. stuff, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, we're going to make this up. We, we haven't done a book club in freaking ever. Right. So we'll probably do like a double duty or something this weekend or some, we always have high hopes, but we're going to try real fucking hard. Yes. Okay. Yes. But anyway, for today, here we go into Jeremiah chapter six. Okay. <laughs> Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. 
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, so we are getting into Jeremiah chapter 6. Okay. Flee for safety, people of Benjamin. Oh my God. Flee from Jerusalem. Okay, okay. Sound the trumpet in Tekoa. Raise the signal over Beth Hakarim. For disaster looms out of the north, even terrible destruction. Man, these are the, mm-hmm. I guess God's sending those people, huh? Right, He's going right? to kill them. I will destroy daughter Zion, so beautiful and delicate. Shepherds with their flocks will come against her. They will pitch their tents <laughs> around her. Each tenting, tending his own portion. <laughs> okay, stop. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, prepare for battle against her. Arise. Let us attack at noon. It, no, okay, but just at noon, huh? At noon, okay. yeah. yeah. But alas... The daylight is fading, and the shadows of evening grow long. So arise, let us attack at night and destroy her fortresses. So not at noon. Now we're doing it at night? We change the schedule now? Change the schedule. Okay, all right. This is what the Lord Almighty says. But he's he's directing the attacks from the people from the north who aren't his people, who Mm -hmm. don't worship him, to attack the people that Mm -hmm. sort of worship him, but he doesn't like right now, and he's kind of pissed off about my. Yes. And, then, and then they can't decide whether they're going to attack at noon or, 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 in, the or in the dark of night. Okay. Yeah. I just double yes. checking, you making sure it. I had this so far. I so. believe you have. That's the way I understand. Okay. It. All right. So, yeah. yeah. So this is what the Lord Almighty says. Okay. okay. Yeah. Cut down the trees and build siege ramps Wait against Jerusalem. Second. Well, no, I guess it was just the fruit. Don't cut down the fruit trees. Yeah. Can't t- yeah. Don't yeah. cut down the fruit. But the rest of the trees are okay. okay. And you're going to build siege ramps. Uh, Against Jerusalem, do it. Okay. You people who don't worship, worship me. me, obey yeah. me. Right. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can we even fucking hear you? Right. Because, you know, if we don't know you, we don't even know what to listen for. But God's like, hey, this city <laughs> must be punished. It is filled with oppression, says the oppressive God. Right. Um. Okay. Who claims that people that don't believe in him can hear him. Right. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. As a well pours out its water, so she pours out her wickedness. Actually, there was one uh, translation that I read that said, as a fountain pours out its water, so she sprays out her wickedness. And I like that version better. Got it. But whatever. Violence and destruction resound in her. Her sickness and wounds are ever before me. Take warning, Jerusalem, or I will turn away from you. 
and make your land desolate so no one can live in it. You are literally sending people against us. <laughs> I know. And you're like, but fear me, worship me, or else I'll make it worse. Yeah. Like. Okay. It's already worse. Like, dude, this is fucked up. Yeah. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Okay. okay some more. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Let them glean the remnant of Israel as thoroughly as a vine. Pass your hand over the branches again like one gathering grapes. Oi, with the grapes. <laughs> to whom can I speak and give warning? Who will listen to me? Their ears are closed so they cannot hear. The word of the Lord is offensive to them. They find no pleasure in it. Because uh, it's not pleasant? I don't know. Look, I mean, so Jeremiah wrote this book, right? Mm-hmm. And, and his guy, the scribe Baruch. thing. Yeah, that person. Um. So, obviously, somebody was listening. Mm-hmm. This book survived. Yeah. There were people listening. There was upright people, apparently. Mm-hmm. According to whatever. Like, there, there wasn't... This isn't as black and white as they're trying to lay this out as. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And and there were people listening. He's obviously being... He's, they're they're saying they're writing down God's words. This this is God's word, right? And and so it it doesn't really ring true to me. Like the no. way that this is being said, it just doesn't ring true. I totally agree. Yeah, but I am full of the wrath of the Lord, and I cannot hold it in. That's the Jeremiah. Lord. Oh, yeah. oh, wait, are you sure? I thought that was the Lord speaking. No, we're going back and forth here. Yeah, but like. This is Jeremiah now saying, I'm full of the wrath of the Lord and I cannot hold it in. Okay. Okay. All right. Because just now he was like, to whom can I speak and give warnings? Who will listen to me? I'm trying to tell everybody this God stuff is happening, but they're not listening. And I'm full of the wrath of the Lord. Cannot hold it in. Oh, I thought that was God speaking the whole time. Oh, I'm sorry. He's only sometimes speaking. I, sh- I should have did a close quote. Okay. Oh, okay. Ready? Here's the last one. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Let them glean the remnant of Israel as thoroughly as a vine. Pass your hand over the branches again like one gathering grapes. End quote. Okay. So now we've got Jeremiah talking again. Oh, okay, okay. To whom can I speak and give warning? Who will listen to me? Their ears are closed so they cannot hear. The word of the Lord is offensive to them. They will find no pleasure in it. But I am full of the wrath of the Lord, and I cannot hold it in. Okay. Now, I believe that this is God talking again now, because I see a quote, but okay. I don't know for sure. Okay. Pour it out on the children in the street, and on the young man gathered together. Both husband and wife will be caught in it, and the old, those weighed down with years. Their houses will be turned over to others. Together with their fields and their wives, while I stretch out my hand against those who live in the land, declares the Lord. So, you're a real dick. Right? Like, holy shit, that's just mean. Yeah. Okay, he looks like he's talking again now, from the least to the greatest. Oh, he's talking again. Oh, I'm sorry, the Lord. Okay. The Lord. Got it. Sorry. Capital he. Capital he. Got it. Yeah. God is talking again. From the least to the greatest, all are greedy for gain. Prophets and priests alike all practice deceit. They dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. Are they ashamed of their detestable conduct? There's no peace because God keeps sending people after them. Right? 
I mean, how, how the fuck can he say there is no peace when he's the one causing the no peace? Um, that, because, that's bullshit. Because God is a paradox. Yeah, right. He's more than that. Right. He's something. Okay, God's still talking. Yeah. No, they have no shame at all. They do not even know how to blush. So they will fall among the fallen. They will be brought down when I punish them, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Some more of God talk. Ready? Okay, yeah. Stand at the crosshose. 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 <laughs> crossroads and look like a crossroads demon from Supernatural. Right? Yeah, yeah. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your souls. But you said, we will not walk in it. I appointed watchmen over you. And you said, listen to the sound of the trumpet. You just told us, God just told us that there's not a single fucking priest. There's nobody. Right. There's literally nobody walking the walk. Right. With regard to God. Right. So the people that are supposed to be leading these people in the correct ways aren't doing that correctly. In fact, they're probably training them mm-hmm. to not be correctly worshiping God. Right. So how in the fuck is someone who can't even read the Bible or even receive the message because there's no correct prophets out there? Right. How are they supposed to know what is correct and right if no one is telling the correct information? Well, because if they were um um doing if they had good hearts, then they would hear God and they would do right by him. I call bullshit. I agree with you 100%. I'm telling you what an apologist might say. Right. But God has said, like, we've covered this back and forth with the contradictions, but God has said that he does not talk to except for very specific people. Right. And you cannot see him. And you, you know, like, there's so many things that point, if we want to, if we want to cherry pick the Bible. Yeah. We could cherry pick this in such a way that these people literally do not know. Right. Anything about God because God does not speak to them, does not let them, them see him, and the people that are in charge of them are not telling them the correct information because God said so. Right. Like, we can interpret this, in my opinion, from the Bible mm-hmm. to mean that these people have no chance to know God, and yet he's punishing them anyway. Yeah. And that's bullshit. I it's absolute agree. crap. Yeah. God's a dick. Yeah. And so God says, but you said we will not listen. Yeah. Right. That right. is what they said, apparently. Okay, so God's still talking. Therefore, okay. hear, you nations, you who are witnesses, observe what will happen to them. Hear, you earth, I am bringing disaster on this people, the fruit of their schemes, because they have not listened to my words and have rejected my law. What do I care about incense from Sheba or sweet cal- calamus? From a distant land, your burnt offerings are not acceptable. Your sacrifices do not please me. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I will put obstacles here before this people. Parents and children alike will stumble over them. Neighbors and friends will perish. Mm. That's nice. That's good stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is what the Lord says. Look, an army is coming from the land of the north. A great nation is being stirred up. From the ends of the earth. Who's stirring it up, God? Um, God. Yes, yes. They are armed with bow and spear. They are cruel and show no mercy. Kind of like God. Yeah. They sound like the roaring sea as they ride on their horses. 
They come like men in battle formation to attack you, daughter of Zion. The men in battle formation that are coming to attack you come in battle formation? Yes. That's crazy. I know, right? Weird how that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. I believe this is Jeremiah now. Okay. We have heard reports about them and our hands hang limp. Anguish has gripped us. Pain like that of a woman in labor. Always there with the women in labor. Yeah. Do not go out to the fields or walk on the roads, for the enemy has a sword, and there is terror on every side. Put on sackcloth, my people, and roll in ashes. Mourn with bitter wailing as for an only son, for suddenly the destroyer will come upon us. Hmm. Okay, I think we're back to God talking now. Okay. I have made you a tester of metals, and my people the ore, that you may observe and test their ways. They are all hardened rebels going about to slander. They are bronze and iron. They all act corruptly. The bellows blow fiercely to burn away the lead with fire. But the refining goes on in vain. The wicked are not purged out. They are called rejected silver because the Lord has rejected them. The end. So even with uh, all this killing that mm-hmm. God's doing, he's saying that he can't get all of them that are bad. Right. Because let's just be honest here. Mm-hmm. No matter how many fucking people you kill, there's always going to end up being something else that throws a wrench in the perfect God scheme because God isn't real and they can't answer all the questions unless they allow for the fact that something went wrong with the plan, I guess. I, but the, But even that is mm-hmm. kind of... I think I think what else he's saying is that I'm trying to I'm putting hardship on you to um, sort out the good from the bad. Like right. the strong will survive, the good and hardy will survive, and even with that, I'm not getting good results. That's what it sounds when he says the refining process goes on in vain. He's trying to like refine and refine and refine, and every time he puts hardship on these people. I, I I guess, but even if that's the case, like we've talked about this before, this this act, the way he punishes, the mm-hmm. way he kills them in order to show them his might and his power right. and make them fear him is not a correct way to no. gain power and, and renown. You know, like if you want people to respect you, worship you, mm-hmm. know you, love you, you are going about this completely wrong. Right. And you're a fucking God, according yeah. to the Bible. Yeah. You should know better. You totally. should definitely know better. Have a better way. You you should be better than this. Yeah, this is this is not this is not it. Like I'm just a dumbo human. I'm sure I could think of a better way. If I'm just a dumbo human, surely a God could. I'm pretty sure if you take a stroll down the self help section in any bookstore <laughs> You'll exactly. find a million different better ways. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. He's not trying very hard. No, he's really not. All right. Well, that was Jeremiah chapter six. Sure as fuck was. Which means that we'll be back tomorrow with... Jeremiah chapter seven. All right. We'll see you then. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday and where the hell we are? Well, honestly, we so we did Jeremiah chapter six, mm-hmm. and uh, so far Jeremiah has been a very bad 
thing for the Israelites. He's pretty dark. And and God is apparently sending someone from the north to kill lots of the, the Israelites. Take them down. Yeah, and because uh, they're not, even if they sacrifice stuff, they're not doing it right, and he can't he can't fix everything, and it's just a like God's really not happy with the Israelites, so he's killing them, mm-hmm. and that seems to be the the whole premise thus far. Yeah. Like, hey, some of you can be good if you really try, but in the meantime, I'm going to kill a lot of you. Yeah. yeah. That, that's pretty much where we're at, isn't it? That's like, what that's... it feels like. And he's saying that um, I keep putting you through this sorting process so that, you know, only the good will rise to the top, but there's no good. Right. All of you are trash, you worms. Yeah. I, I, I just feel like the, the Israelites must have been just going through a rough time with regard yeah. to people conquering them and... Things going on, obviously, like you know, yeah. the northern tribes are already conquered, and there's mm-hmm. people invading Judah, and so they're just coming up with, well, God must have a plan. This is God's plan, right? Right. God's fixing things by killing us. That's that's what's happening. Right. God can't be wrong, right? Or bad. Yeah, he can't be wrong or bad. Yeah. So there's a reason for it, right? Yeah, and we brought it on ourselves. Obviously, we deserve this. It's too bad the people that died can't speak. Right? Because <laughs> I think they might have a different story. Like, hang on a second. I'm just saying, like, it's it's always wonderful for the, for the people that survived to be able to say, yeah, those people were trash. We're okay, but they were trash. Right, exactly. Like, isn't that convenient? They're mm-hmm. dead. You're alive. Yeah. Congratulations. Right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was Isaiah chapter 6. Sure as fuck was. Which means that today we're getting into... Jeremiah chapter 7. All right, let's do this. Okie dokie. All right, we are jumping into uh, not Isaiah, Jeremiah <laughs> chapter seven. Why? Because we just chapters. got done. We just got done talking about it. Because I was, I literally tried to type Isaiah when I was saving the intro before we jumped into the the meat of this here. Yeah, and so we were just talking about Isaiah, but like. It's hard when we transition books. It's really hard. Yeah, it is. Because like you're so. I mean, how long? It was like a month and a half. We did Jer- or, um, er, Isaiah. Isaiah. Yeah. And so you get so used to being in Isaiah that you're like, well, obviously we're still in Isaiah, but no, no, we're in Jeremiah. Yeah, and I was saying that earlier today. I wrote the year 2023 instead of 24. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't we're failing. I don't transition very well. <laughs> All right, Jeremiah chapter 7. All right, all right. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Just a word? The the words. Uh, oh, but, okay. you know, the this message. Is the, this is the word. Okay. Got the it. message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Yep. So now this is Jeremiah speaking for God. Okay? God's sure. talking God, now. Yeah. Stand at the gate of the Lord's house and there proclaim this message. So okay. now... Jeremiah is speaking for God, telling Jeremiah to say the following words. From like the temple or something. Right. 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 The Lord's house. Yeah. Right. Hear the word of the Lord, all you people of Judah who come through these gates to worship the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Reform your ways and your actions and I will let you live in this place. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, just follow my my rules and you don't die. Yeah. Which sounds like like if you were doing something atrocious, right? I could see some like it would have to be really fucking bad. Really fucking bad. But like 
I don't feel like what they are doing wrong necessarily justifies dying. Yes and no. Like, from the notes, they're doing a lot of child sacrifice. Yeah, okay. And But the things he's complaining about in the Bible yeah. are that they're sacrificing things wrong and not with their full heart towards Yahweh. And right. he's, he's complaining about the fact that they aren't fearful of, of Yahweh. And yeah, the complaints are, he's talking about those more than the fact that they're doing child sacrifice. Right. This isn't like a moral quandary here. This is yeah. this is about God not being worshipped enough. Right. That's what this is about. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's not a reason to murder people. Right. Right. No matter how you cut it. Because the way he's phrasing it is, you shouldn't worship those gods. You should worship me. When really what he should be saying is, you shouldn't be worshipping anybody who has you sacrifice children. Right. And if that was if they were saying that this would make to me it would make a lot better sense it would be um, a lot more meaningful right in what they're saying because it sounds as it's a moral issue at that point it's right. a it's a it's a question of whether what you're doing with these other gods is correct or not yeah but no it's nothing to do with correctness it has to do with how much you have to beg and plead and love and fear this god he's that's like, all it is he's like saying. Worship me, fear me, bend on knee and kiss the ring. And also stop worshiping other gods and killing children. And honestly, when you read this stuff and you tell me that these apologists are saying that they were like, okay, apologists and historians and whatever are saying that they were scholars are saying that they were, you know, in these other religions, these other gods were having them sacrifice children. That's horrible from our modern perspective, right? That's awful. And we could even go so far as to say maybe it was awful back then to certain groups of people. But these people grew up with this being how they lived. And I'm not this does not excuse child sacrifice. That is there's no excuse for that. But um where am I going with this? Uh, it almost sounded like you were about to say they didn't know any better. No, 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 no. I, I'm saying that it, in the Bible it doesn't tell us that they are they are doing these things. These, these right. are not the reasons that we're given, right? So the historians, the scholars, the apologists especially, are finding these other reasons in history and using them as a, as a um, reason, possibly, as to why it's I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to push back on that. Okay. All right. I'm going to push back on that because um, the apologists, yes, they are bending all the truths right. and, and looking for reasons. Um, the historian, scholars, and academics, they are not. They no. are telling you these are the things that were happening at that time that you're not going to find in the Bible. Correct. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that they were – I'm not saying they were saying that for spin reasons. I'm saying that because the, the only people that are pitching this as a reason as to why God doesn't like what they're doing are going to be your apologists. A, a historian or scholar – doesn't give a fuck what the reasons are. They're just telling you what it was and how it was. Yeah. Yeah. The the ones that are telling you this is why God didn't like it. Right. That's not in the Bible. Right. That is them spinning the fact that these things happened into a reason why. It's apologists using um, the work of historians and scholars to interpret the Bible in such a way as that it fits their mold. Yeah. And yeah. that's what you protest. That's that's okay. what I protest. Okay. Sorry. I wasn't following and just wanted to clarify. Yeah, no, I, I mean I was gonna get there eventually, but it would have been yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um the apologists suck. 
ultimately. Always, yeah. 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 Do not trust in deceptive words and say, this is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. Okay. Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> if you really change your ways and your actions and deal with each other justly, if you do not oppress the foreigner, the fatherless, or the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place, and if you do not follow other gods to your own harm, then I will let you live in this place, in the land I gave your ancestors forever and ever. Now, I have it, to say, that kind of covered some of that that I was just talking about. So Yeah, um, what's interesting is that in my notes, um, what he just covered in that one sentence was yeah. six of the Ten Commandments. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. So... He's saying, um, you know, you're you're breaking so many fucking rules. Right. So. Yeah. 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 But look, you are trusting in deceptive words that are worthless. Will you steal and commit murder, commit adultery and perjury, burn incense to Baal and follow other gods you have not known? See, he's covering yeah. more Ten Commandments stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then come and stand before me in this house, which bears my name. And say, we are safe, safe to do all these detestable things. Has this house, which bears my name, become a den of robbers to you? But I have been watching, declares the Lord. So also something that's interesting, den of robbers. Yeah. Is a phrase that we will hear again in the New Testament. Oh, Just okay. letting you know. All right. Well, I mean, um, from my understanding, these later, these latter prophets, the New Testament steals heavily from these books. Yes. Yes, and utilizes it indeed. heavily. Um, what we'll hear is not den of robbers, den of thieves is the okay. phrase that's normally yeah, yeah, yeah. used. Sure. Um, but we're reading a Whichever, translation yeah. that changed the wording. Right. Go now to the place in Shiloh where I first made a dwelling for my name and see what I did to it because of the wickedness of my people Israel. While you were doing all these things, declares the Lord, I spoke to you again and again, but you did not listen. I called you, but you did not answer. Therefore, what I did to Shiloh, I will now do to the house that bears my name, the temple you trust in, the place I gave to you and your ancestors. I will thrust you from my presence, just as I did all your fellow Israelites, the people of Ephraim. Hmm. So you saw what I did over there. I'm about it's about to, to happen it. to you here. Yep, yep. Unless y'all get in line real quick. And you're about out of time. Right. Yeah. So do not pray for this people, nor offer any plea or petition for them. Do not plead with me, for I will not listen to you. Do you not see what they are doing in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood, the fathers light the fire, and the women knead the dough and make cakes to offer to the queen of heaven. They pour out drink offerings to other gods to arouse my anger. But am I the one they are provoking, declares the Lord? Are they not rather harming themselves to their own shame? That's an interesting statement. He's saying, you're being idiots, but you're not hurting me so much as you're hurting yourselves. But that's the first time he said that because up till now he's been like, you're hurting me. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about religion in general. And especially with like, so nowadays they call it tithing, right? You give 10% of your yeah. um, income to the church to whatever, appease God, pay your fucking pastor, whatever the fuck you're doing it for. But 
these these rituals that they did back then for these other gods obviously were harmful. They they were killing their children for sacrifices. They were giving up food that they maybe couldn't afford to give up for sacrifices. They were doing things that did harm them. But that includes for Yahweh. Yeah. Like not they weren't sacrificing children for Yahweh, but they were giving Although up food. They, they came they were, close if you take yeah, um they, they Isaac, did come close. Or, yeah, Jacob and Isaac. Right, right. But they are giving up things that maybe they can't afford to give up. You know, like we're talking about a time when things were rough, you know, and they have to Food give up. Food was scarce. And, right. And they're yeah. giving these things up to quote unquote God to appease this God. So the way I have always viewed and, and today with the 10% tithing, we're going through some rough times in America, you know, like and I, not everybody can afford to give 10% of their, their earnings for any reason let alone a church, but the church pushes for this right. because it's, you know, not required, but encouraged. Highly. Highly. We're in an undeclared recession. and Well, yeah, maybe. It de- well, it depends on who you ask and how it's defined. Sure. Um, the, the millennials and Gen Z are more than ever having to stay living at home. So right. we're talking about you know, 20 and 30 year olds that are still living at home with their parents because they can't afford to buy a house, much less, you know, do things, go on vacation and stuff. Right. So, um, yeah, it, it is a recession, even if it's not been declared such. Sure. So anyway, therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My anger and my wrath will be poured out on this place on man and beast on the trees of the field and on the crops of your land, and it will burn and not be quenched. <laughs> good times, good times. It's like he's um, trading evil for evil. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it, that, the... I hear what you're saying, but man, you got it so wrong. Well, and just in these last, I, I don't remember if it was Jeremiah or if it was the, uh, this, or if it was the last book in Isaiah, but like, between the book that we're currently reading and Isaiah, God has come across as very, like, almost Satanishy evil. Yeah. Like, he's just very mean. Relishing in his murder of his own yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Like, he almost enjoys it sometimes. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, man. Yeah. Like, chill. Like, you're not supposed to get off on this guy. Right, right. Okay, so we're in a new section now. Okay, okay yep. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Go ahead, add your burnt offerings to your other sacrifices and eat the meat yourselves. For when I brought your ancestors out of Egypt and spoke to them, I did not just give them commands about burnt offerings and sacrifices, but I gave them this command. Mm. Obey me and I will be your God and you will be my people. Mm. He's like, you're forgetting okay. some of the some of the demands that I made. Right. I mean... It was a long list of demands, though. It really was. Like, it went on for a long time. And it was several generations ago, too. And honestly, when somebody gives you that many, like, micromanagement points, <laughs> you you, <laughs> you you tend to forget the overarching message because you're like, yeah. God, I got to do all these things, you know? I mean, just think about, like, when you're at work yeah. and your boss comes in and gives you this list. You only do whatever you're not going to get in trouble for. You know, right. You're right. going to like follow the rules only to the point 
at which you're not going to get punished for not having done the rest. Well, and there, there's two ways to make people, to encourage people to do things correctly. There's the way where you inspire people to want to be part of what you are doing, right? right? That's the best way to manage, in my opinion. Of course. But then there's micromanagement. Then uh, there's more than two ways. But I mean, but it, these are the two I'm talking about. what it comes down but the, to, But the micromanagement just loses the over... You don't have that inspiration. You don't have that that oomph behind that message that the the manager is trying to convey. You're just literally following a fucking list of things to do. And you're like, oh, I guess I'm done now. Okay. Right. And there's no there's no enthusiasm behind it. Right. There are managers that can inspire you to care about your job and want to do your job because you are building something not just for them, but for yourself. Right. You know, there are ways to make it sound better. I mean, it's basically the... I think it's a bunch of people whose parents told them when they were children, do this because I, I said so. Right. And never, like, helped get them on board. Like, that's power tripping. That's, and that's the style that they bring to their management. They yeah. come in and they're like, you don't need to worry about the details. Just fucking do what I say because I'm the boss and you're the child. I mean, employee. Right. When the problem is that most people don't really know how to lead. And I right. would include God in that list. Yes, definitely. God does not know how to fucking lead. Definitely. He is leading incorrectly. Yeah. If you come in with a power trippy bullshitty because I said so attitude, I will do the bare minimum because he I don't care. You have not given me a reason to care. But if you come in and... You know, it, like if I ask questions and you explain, oh, well, I could see why you would think this. But in the bigger picture, you know, it harms X, Y and Z right. and blah, blah, blah. Then, you know, if you get my enthusiasm, I will work all the extra hours. Yeah. I will come in on my off time. I will, you know, not have to be asked to take the trash out. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Like it make me care about the cause. And, and I'm almost certain he doesn't know who moved his cheese. He does not know the color of his fucking parachute. <laughs> I can tell you that. All right. He says, walk in obedience to all I command you that it may go well with you. Yeah, there it is. Right. Just do what I fucking said because I said so. Yeah. But they did not listen or pay attention. Instead, they followed the stubborn inclinations of their evil hearts. They went backward and not forward. I don't. I don't like the idea that like God keeps referring to us as though like and this is this has got to do with the original sin and everything like that too, as far as how religion kind of pitches this, but um I, I don't like the idea that humans people are inherently evil. Right. Like that is that is such a shit way to talk to people, right? Like you you were inherently evil and the only reason you can rise above that is because you fear and worship a god. And I might, Fuck that. I might allow you, I might say you have good in you, even though you're a piece of shit that was born evil. Yeah. I found a kernel of good in you. I got to be honest. When somebody tells me that the only reason they're, and it, it does happen. People tell me that the only reason they're good is fucking, is, is God, is their God, their religion. That terrifies it, me. It's, yeah, that is scary shit. Cause I'm like. Like that can't be all that's told. that can't be it. You have to have more than that. You have to, be, you have to believe it. You have to believe that you are a good person inside. It starts with you. Right. You have to be the the good person. Right. And it has nothing to do with religion. Right. And it has nothing to do with actually the the what everybody says is right and wrong. It has to do with your own moral compass that you have right. developed for yourself and sticking to that. 
Right. That is what is important in my view. Well, I've had people ask me, you know, how do you keep from, you know, going out and murdering people if you don't believe in God? Right. And I'm like, the fact that you have to ask that is horrifying. But okay, let's let's play that game. Okay. Um, you say that I can't have morals. Okay. So therefore, then I will rely purely on science. Well, science indicates that if we murder each other, that is not good for the quote unquote tribe in the long run. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, so there's many things that like is that. Why then. Yeah. And, and I was, I, I'm going to butcher this, but I was listening to um, a podcast today and it was talking about, uh, there was, there was a guy in there talking about how you can't really base your um, morals on anything. You can't, there's nothing to say, this is where it comes from. It's more based on emotion than it is on anything else. Right. So you can't, when someone says, where, what is the basis for your, um, your morality? Right. It's, it's not a thing that you can say it's this or that. It is based on your emotional response to any given situation. Right. If you're a sociopath, you might think that murder is okay. Obviously, that is not the consensus in, in the world. And we have laws that say don't do that. Right. But that doesn't mean that that person doesn't feel that that's correct. Right. And that is their own moral compass. And look, that's awful, right? As far as what I am concerned and you are concerned and probably most of our listeners are concerned, I hope. <laughs> I, I definitely hope that most of you agree that murdering people willingly right. is totally evil, bad, and wrong. But even that is still based on your emotional response to how to react to that question of good versus evil. Right. Right. It doesn't have anything to do with any other question other than your emotional response to it. Right. That is that is where you base your, your morals from is your emotional response to those ideas. Yes and no. I mean, I would say my argument that and it's bad for the tribe overall that's a logical no and there's a whole other argument that i've read that is based on um historical morality or um evolutionary morality right you know and that's what i'm leaning into sure like like if you are gonna say that i'm not allowed to have an emotional response because i don't believe in god and that would be the only emotional response that they will allow okay then i guess i'll give you the evolutionary scientific reason that i don't go out and fucking kill people okay right like i'm not allowed to have my own moral compass that says that because you you religious people have taken that from me fine here's why there's a logical reason not to on top of your stupid whiny baby god said not to but the truth is even when they're telling you that they have a basis for their morality there is it's based on their idea of what god is and their feelings about what god is it has nothing to do with any facts there are no facts there they don't actually have a solid basis of morality because it doesn't actually exist right there it's just how they feel about it based on their religious upbringing right based on the teachings that they were taught right but that's it that is all there is to it Sorry, I know we went on and forever about morality, but I mean, it, it's one of those things that just comes up all the time when you're talking with religious people about that. That's that's one of the things that gets them bent out of shape. Yeah, in my opinion, like that's it, I've run no, across it so it many is, times. It is because they will they will deny that you have that ability, right? Because you don't believe in God, you can't possibly have a moral code. Yeah, you, you can't possibly understand right from wrong. Right. And I'm like, really? Because I'm pretty sure that. 
um, if you like did some research, um, it's more religious people than not that are out there being pedophiles. Right. Yeah. Well, and that that's something that gets shared in the atheist circles all the time. Right. How many pastors and priests and things like that are actually getting arrested for pedophilia and mm-hmm. different awful crime, embezzlement, uh, yeah. just different like moral failings. Yeah. You know. So, so it's obviously nothing to do with because these are people that are higher up in their yeah. their their uh, um, churches and what have you, and they are failing hardcore like. Actively. Yeah, actively. So it's like, tell me more about how I'm not allowed to have a moral code, but you are. Right, yeah. When your leaders are such trash. Right. But, okay. And then they'll find that one atheist that was convicted of a crime. Yeah. they'll be like, see, they do it too. I'm like, yeah, but we just had 10 pastors yesterday. Let's do the numbers though. (laughs) Can we we play the numbers game? Right. Like, yes, there are assholes in every color and every shade and every inclination, but- The numbers do bear out right. that you guys suck more. It, it feels that way anyway. I, I would be willing to bet. I I would be willing to bet as well. Yes. Okay. And now that betting is legal in Ohio, we can right? do that, I guess. Oh, my God. Okay. Let me go off on a tangent <laughs> real quick. The fucking commercials that have been just on every single... Everything, everything. The commercials are, join our betting thing. Bet with us, bet with us. And then at the end, it's always, have a betting problem? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and it's like, you're literally trying to talk people with betting problems into betting and then telling them that there is help for their betting yeah. problem at the end of your commercial in the fastest language possible. That they aren't listening to. Well, I'm pretty sure that's a legal requirement that they have I to put on I know it so. is, but it's fucking ridiculous. Right. I just, ugh, it, it drives me nuts. Sure. It drives me nuts. I, I mean, we have, since it's been legalized in Ohio, yes. we have been inundated yes. with gambling ads. It's, yes. And it it's stupid. I don't understand it. It is. It is. All right. From the time your ancestors left Egypt until now, continues God. Sure. Day after day, again and again, I sent you my servants, the prophets. But they did not listen to me or pay attention. They were stiff-necked and did more evil than their ancestors. So the people you sent to talk to them sucked, uh-huh. and you're still mad at, at the, people the people that had to listen. Again, yeah. we've, we've said this before, but like, if you're supposed to listen to these guys because they are the ones talking to you, because you don't talk to everybody. Right, you won't if, talk if, to these are, if these are the ones talking to you and they suck, mm-hmm. then there's bigger issues here, and you probably shouldn't kill everybody because you start at the top, you, guy. Your guys that were in charge of delivering your message failed. Right. So. So so shoot the messenger. <laughs> right. In this yeah, case, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you tell them all this, they will not listen to you. When you call to them, they will not answer. Therefore, say to them. This is the nation that has not obeyed the Lord its God or responded to correction. Truth has perished. It has vanished from their lips. Cut off your hair and throw it away. Take up a lament on the barren heights for the Lord has rejected and abandoned this generation that is under his wrath. Okay, I just have to say cut off your hair and throw it away is a bad idea because we saw in an episode recently of um, Star Trek Voyager that you should keep your hair just in case you need to light a fire with it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Captain yeah, Janeway good, good, uh, cut off some of her beautiful hair yeah. as fodder for Chakotay to start, start a fire. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. that's true. 
So don't cut off your hair, guys. You just might keep need that, it. Just stuff it in like a, a, a bag somewhere. Yeah, you might, you never know when you're going to need some dead hair. Yeah, yeah, it's true. The people of Judah have done evil in my eyes, declares the Lord. Yes, we know. I'm right. Told yeah, us multiple like times. <laughs> they have set up their detestable idols in the house that bears my name and have defiled it. Roar. Man, the idols are in the temple? Okay, that is wow. pretty. That's brazen. That's pretty risky. Yeah. That's ballsy, right. if you will. Yeah. They have built the high places of Topheth in the valley of Ben-Hinnom. To burn their sons and daughters in the fire. Mm. Oh wow! Okay. Well, he's, and so I, I take back some. I, yeah, I take back some of the stuff I said earlier because he's, 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 he's calling them out for this stuff now. Because um, the Valley of Ben Hinnom is what eventually becomes um, Gehenna. Right, right, right. Because it's it starts out as uh, Gen Hinnom and then that becomes Gehenna. Got it. So, like, however the language translates eventually down the line. Sure. Uh, something I did not command, nor did it enter my mind. So beware, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when people will no longer call it Topheth or the Valley of Ben-Hanam, but the Valley of Slaughter, for oh. they will bury the dead in Topheth until there is no more room. Mm, and, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Then the carcasses of this people will become food for the birds and the wild animals. This is gross. Yeah. And there will be no one to frighten them away. No scarecrows. Right. You don't want to walk through a valley of shadow of death of piles of bodies. Right. And erect a scarecrow. Yeah. 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 I will bring an end to the sounds of joy and gladness and to the voices of bride and bridegroom in the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem. For the land will become desolate. The end. He keeps tossing these little nuggets of uh, possible redemption. Right. Of, of if you just say this, if you just do this, if you just bow to me, then I will save you. Right? Mm-hmm. But it always ends. Like every chapter with Jeremiah so far has been just this like, and I'm going to kill y'all. Yeah. You're all fucked. Yeah. yeah I'm, you, you guys have fucked up so hard. There is no redemption. There is no fixing this. Die. You're all fucked. Die. Yeah. Die. And this Jeremiah, he's like a doom and gloom prophet. He just like yeah. is up there saying, y'all have messed up and God's going to kill us all. And We've said it before. He's the guy with the sandwich board ringing the bell, walking around yeah. going, the end is nigh. The end is nigh. But, you know, those guys are sometimes more popular. Like, I, I, yeah. I swear, like even today. People like the the end of the world prophets. Like they're that like they they flock to them. They're like, oh yeah, the end of the world. That's awesome. Like what? Wait, why? Why? Why is that fucking awesome? Because they believe in the the whatever the, the world to come and yeah. the apocalypse and the the thing where the people get raptured up. Rapture, like rapture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I was eluding me for a minute there. Yeah, but uh, I just I can't wrap my head around it. I really can't. I can a little bit because like whenever um, let's go back to the pandemic when the pandemic was starting and it was overseas yeah. and I saw it coming and I was telling you and my sister and all of our family, we need to start stocking up on masks and gloves and hand sanitizer right now and get some toilet paper too. Cause this shit is coming here and everybody was like poo pooing me, but I was like, I don't want to say excited, but I was like 
trying to I was the guy with the sandwich board. I was like, yeah, it's coming. It really is. I'm watching it spread. We need to get this stuff. And then everybody was like poo-pooing me and poo-pooing me. And then um, I was like, I saw the grocery store. Everybody else was starting to buy the stuff and the shelves were empty. And then my sister was like, um, no, it's ridiculous. This isn't happening. But then she went that same day and bought like 10 rolls of or 10 packages of toilet paper because she was like, well, I mean, it's ridiculous, but I might as well do what everybody else is doing. Right. And I was like, <sighs> and then it happened. Yes, it did. The pandemic did. came. So, I mean, there is some, I don't want to say pleasure, but there is some, uh, what's the right word? It's not like glee and excitement, but like in seeing what's coming. Yeah. And trying to tell everybody and like knowing something is coming. Right. right. There is something to that. Yeah. So I don't want to take away entirely from these prophets that are like excited about the doom and gloom and whatever. And the the, um, Christians that are super excited about the impending rapture. Like I don't want to lend credence to them. But at the same time, I do get it the feeling of knowing that something's coming and trying to get everybody sure to take proper precautions but i get i guess i feel like maybe and i and i don't know enough about the history of the prophets or how this all panned out exactly but what i feel is happening they already knew that the northern tribes have been taken over right sure they knew that these tribes from the north were closing in on them and we're going to start like they were hitting their outer um towns and different things like that they mm-hmm. knew they were coming for them right yeah and these prophets jeremiah specifically is like, hey, this thing's gonna happen, and you know you're kind of gonna be like, yeah, we, it's coming, I see it. But right. is he saying it because he's a prophet, or is he saying it because he wants to scare people into worshiping his God because right. he's a priest who gets money if you go to his church, if you go, if you do his, right. thing, if you follow his lead, he becomes that much more popular. He becomes that much more um, renowned. He um, you know, there, there's so much, there's a benefit here for him to scare people straight. That's true. Right? That is true. So I, I just have to believe that part of this is a sales pitch more than it is, you know, actual prophecy or actual That's true. Um, words of God. Right. So. Because like, I wasn't getting anything out of telling everybody. Um, I think the pandemic might be for real this time. Right. Well, and I, and, and this is what I don't know that Jeremiah was getting paid for doing. Like, I don't know that it made a difference to his pocketbook, but I could believe that that would possibly right. be the case. Right. You know? Yeah. So I don't want to, I don't want to say that with conviction that I knew that that was going on. Especially when we know that he came from a wealthy family. Right. But wealthy people like to get more wealthy. Sure. That so, is true. I, you know, that is true. I'm, <laughs> yeah no you're absolutely 100 percent right so um let me give you a couple of notes that okay. i came up with All right. so chapters 7 through 10 which is where we are yeah constitute an address delivered by jeremiah at the gate of the temple in jerusalem right which they said at the beginning of this chapter sure but i just wanted to put it out there that the next few chapters this is all will gonna be, be... yeah okay. at the gate this is still okay all right jeremiah at the gate got it yeah um, Jeremiah's address has been dated to the beginning of the reign of King Joachim in 608 to 607 BC. E. Oh, so he didn't reign very long. Um, one well, year. No, I don't. I don't know the how long oh, he reigned. Okay. I'm saying that this 
the beginning the, of his reign was 608 to 607 ish. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. And that's when this address is supposed to have taken place. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. And um, further down, let me see. I already talked about the six of the Ten Commandments that he accused the people of right. breaking. Yep. Okay. Now, going down to the Tophet, Tophet, um, you know, that was in the same sentence as the uh, Valley of Hammon. Right. Okay. Tophet was originally not a local name, but a descriptive epithet, meaning a thing spat upon and loathed. So it is probably analogous to all the mentions of high places of Baal. Okay. Okay. These are places established by historians as uh, sites of child sacrifice. Like we have found actual sure. graves of like. Yeah. No, and, and and I'm never trying to discount the fact that that actually happened and was a thing. No, no, no. I know. I'm just, so. I'm just telling you like based this, yeah, this yeah. part is, is okay. in my notes here. Sure. Um, thus, Jeremiah's comment that the worshippers of Baal had, quote, filled this place with the blood of innocence is extremely literal. Got it. Like, he wasn't just being hyperbolic. Right, right. He was like, you guys literally are killing children on sacred, holy ground. Got it. And that is gross. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's gross whether it's on sacred, holy ground or <laughs> right, not. Right, yeah. <laughs> killing like, children is always bad. Yeah. Period. The end. Right. Full like, stop. I think... I think maybe um, you're not saying the message right. Yeah. Maybe that's why. In that, that yeah, some of that that some of those the moral messaging gets lost in right how they say these things in like, the Bible. Stop killing the children here. No, stop killing the children. Period. Yeah, and that's, period. That's, this is the bad thing. Yeah. Just say that. Yeah, yeah. Not just don't do it in the high places. Not just don't do it for Baal. Not just don't do it in the places that are given over to Yahweh. Right. Don't kill children. Uh, yeah. For anybody anywhere. Right. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, come on, God. Just condemn it. Yeah. You know? Come out. <laughs> come right out and say say it. Like, not for me, not for them, not for nobody, nowhere. Don't kill the children. Right. Shouldn't be that hard. Fearing you is not as important as stopping killing children. That's what I think. You know? That that is what I think. Right, I and agree. That gets lost in all of this. It does. It does very much. So. I really don't appreciate it. Yeah. You got any more notes for us, or was that it? That's it. All right. Well, that was Jeremiah chapter seven. Correct. Which means that tomorrow we'll be back with Jeremiah chapter eight. All right. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday and where the hell we are today? Mostly I remember we talked about morality a lot. In chapter 7? In chapter 7, yeah, sorry. Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 7. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we, we talked about morality a lot because yes. there was a lot of, um, I, I mean, God is... A dick? Yeah, and he's punishing people and he's expecting them to live up to these standards and, and then, you know, at first I was, I, I was wrong yesterday. Like, we, we mm-hmm. said something about... How he never says anything about them actually sacrificing the children is the reason. And then they later said it. So yeah. I had to eat some words in that episode. But and then, but ultimately, you know, they're still they're still not standing up as strong as they could for these things. So right, and it, it just it's still well. They also named six of the ten commandments, and um, Jeremiah was like, "Y'all be breaking this shit hard." Right, right, yeah. 
Yeah, and they're, oh, that's right. We started, it was, so chapter seven was the start of where Jeremiah is going to be at the the mouth of the temple. The gate. Yelling at everybody. Yeah. Telling them how they're going to die and shit. Yeah. Okay. The end is nigh. The so end is nigh. That was, I, I'm sorry, no, that was Jeremiah chapter seven. Are we, are we still saying I Isaiah? Can't, I can't help it. It's going to, I don't know. We're, we're going to be halfway through Jeremiah before I forget about the damn thing. <laughs> So that was Jeremiah chapter 7, which book was. means that today we are getting into Jeremiah chapter 8. All right, let's do this. Okie dokie. Okay, so we are hopping into Jeremiah chapter 8. Okay. And as you said, let us not forget that chapter 7 through 10 constitute an address delivered by Jeremiah at the gate of the temple in Jerusalem. Right. Okay. Yeah. So he's standing there shouting. Okay. Okay. And now he's talking for God right now. Okay. Yeah. At that time, says the Lord, they shall bring out the bones, bring out the bones (laughs) of the kings of Judah and the bones of its princes And the bones of the priests, and the bones of the prophets, and the bones of the inhabitants of Jerusalem out of their graves. They shall spread them before the sun and the moon and all the host of heaven, which they have loved, and which they have served, and after which they have walked, which they have sought, and which they have worshipped. They shall not be gathered nor buried. They shall be like refuse in the face of the earth. So we're just gonna leave. He's gonna kill them all, and then he's gonna leave them on the on the on the planet to rot and die that way. Yes. Um, I have a note about this actually. Okay. The custom of raising the bodies of the dead and scattering their bones about was extremely common. It was the highest expression of hatred and contempt. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Because but he's like, but he's picking on people that are already dead. That yeah. That's he's, fucked up. Yeah, he's telling the people that are living. Um. The, these bones um, were disrespecting these graves. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. Like it was a way of telling the people you don't you're not even worthy of graves. So we're digging up the graves of those already dead. That's really fucked up. I mean, it I doesn't mean, bother me because I think graves are weird anyway. No, yeah, but I mean, it is disrespectful to people to whom that would be. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's obvious. It's an obvious like. Just by saying that, that's an obvious slight yes. at them, like hardcore. Like yes. that's that's awful. And like, how if you're one of those dead people, how do you rectify what you you know? Like you can't even say sorry. You're you're fucking dead. So right. Well, and, it's it's um the bad the the invaders are doing this. Oh, okay. The, like God is saying, you're the invaders are going to come and they're going to dig up the bones of those already dead. And they're going to scatter them everywhere. But according to God, God's the one directing them to do this anyway. So it's technically still God, if you ask me. I mean, yeah. Because he's, he's the one that's bringing this this plague onto, you know, Judah. And he's telling them what, to, you know, he sounds like he's almost in control from his perspective. From his perspective. But this is something that would have been normal. This, this is something that sure. they did to each other. Right. So... It but wasn't God's trying unexpected. to trying to pitch this as though he's okay with it, right? Like you guys deserve, you're getting what you got, what you deserve, right? You know that kind of thing. Then death shall be chosen rather than life, 
by all the residue of those who remain of this evil family, who remain in all the places where I have driven them, says the Lord of hosts. What that means is uh, the remnants Mm -hmm. of the people, of the survivors, that their lives will be such misery that they'll wish for death. Ah, so yeah, sounds like good times. Right? Yeah. I know I'm excited. Yeah. Moreover, you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord, will they fall and not rise? Will one turn away and not return? Why has this people slidden back Jerusalem in a perpetual backsliding? They hold fast to receipt. They refute. I said receipt, but I meant deceit. Ah. They hold fast. They don't have receipts. No, they they didn't bring them. They hold fast to deceit. They refuse to return. I listened and heard, but they do not speak aright. No man repented of his wickedness, saying, What have I done? Everyone turned to his own course as the horse rushes into the battle. So he's, they're all just like scattering willy-nilly. Right, and he, he's still making these grand like proclamations about, you know, no one is doing this. No, everyone does this, you know. Like, yeah. And it, I just don't buy it. Like, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't And especially on that large of a scale, all the people that are dying, this is just fucking war. That's all this yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I mean. It's not, this it's has nothing, nothing to do with righteousness or not righteousness. No. It's just people are dying because somebody else wanted to kill them. Yeah. That's all this is. It's just um, people fighting each other. Right. That's all. And they're trying to make it some sort of a godly excuse. Right. Even the stork in the heavens knows her appointed times. Oh, the storks are in heaven? I didn't know that. The skies is what they mean oh, by yeah, heavens, okay. not right. the heavenly host. Got it. The heavens being right. the, the Anything that's not there. on earth. Yeah. <laughs> and the turtle dove, the swift, and the swallow observe the time of their coming. So he's comparing them to birds because even birds instinctively know like when to fly south with the seasons or wherever they go. But, you know, somehow bird brains know what to do and people don't. Got it. So that's what that's about. Okay. But my own people do not know the judgment of the Lord. How can you say we are wise and the the law of the Lord is with us? Look, the false pen of the scribe certainly works falsehoods. The wise men are ashamed. They are dismayed and taken. Behold, they have rejected the word of the Lord. So what wisdom do they have? Therefore, I will give their wives to others and their fields to those who will inherit them. If there is nobody, if there's nobody who is upright and righteous, it, it, you're basically saying no man is upright and righteous because apparently the women are just slaves because you're going to pass them off to the victors after you're done. Well, what he's saying is, um, if you don't, um, if you don't value what you have, then I'm I'm going to take that stuff away from you and give to somebody else. Right, which indicates that women are property. But we knew that. No, I know, but that's, this yeah. is God essentially saying yeah. that that's what he's going to do. Yeah. So I just wanted to point it out, that's yeah. all. Women, women are trash, don't you know? They're I mean, not I, just property. I've gathered that as we've been reading through this, yeah. They're not just property, they're gross. Right. They're they're horrible things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, these these Republican men who are uh, evangelicals, they, they don't quite have it all right. They, they they've got it that the woman should not be in charge. Right. And they've got it that she should stay in home in the home basically. Right. But they they haven't got to the point where they're 
you know, allowing themselves to just sell them off. Right. Which, you know, they could if they wanted to. Right. According to the Bible, Well, anyway. they, they are trying to make it to where um, women cannot divorce their men. Yeah. So yeah. they are trying to go back to those days. Right. Because from the least, even to the greatest, everyone is given to covetousness. From the prophet, even to the priest, everyone deals falsely. For they have healed the hurt of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. So I guess what that's saying is like they're yelling for peace now that it's too late or whatever. Got it. Okay. But like they're they're I'm assuming this so like they've been saying a lot about how they are only kind of tiptoeing with their with regard to their um worship of God. Like they kind of hedge their bets with other gods or other ideas yeah. and things like yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. So this is them just saying, you know, they're they're trying to ask for forgiveness, but it's not, you know, according to God, it's not meaningful enough. Right. Cuz right. You know, they don't they don't really mean it. Exactly. Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? No, exclamation point. They were not at all ashamed, nor did they know how to blush. Therefore, they shall fall among those who fall. In the time of their punishment, they shall be cast down, says the Lord. To like hell? Or killed. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. They'll be cast down. They'll be knocked down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will surely consume them, says the Lord. No grapes shall be on the vine, nor figs on the fig tree, and the leaf shall fade, and the things I have given them shall pass away from them. Mm. Okay. It, this sounds to me like he's like possibly considering toying with just getting rid of his, the he's, Israelites altogether. He's thinking about a genocide. Right, yeah. Again. I mean, he was early on in Jeremiah talking about leaving a remnant. But now, and he's, now like, he's like, fuck all the grapes. There's, there's no grapes, yeah. The fuck grapes, all the, the grapes. grapes are all gone. Yep. Why do we sit still? Assemble. I think this is Jeremiah again, maybe. Okay. Why do we sit still? Assemble yourselves and let us enter the fortified cities and let us be silent there. For the Lord our God has put us to silence and given us water of gall to drink. Water of gall? Because we have sinned against the Lord. Gall is... Um, like if you think of your gallbladder, it's like bile. It's like, mm. um, um, like barf. Okay. Like gross. Got it. It's bad water. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he's saying he's given us a water of gall to drink because we have sinned against the Lord. It's also like you have the gall, you have the nerve. Like, okay. it's kind of a double meaning. Sure. We looked for peace, but no good came. And for a time of health, there was trouble. The snorting of his horses was heard from Dan. Good old Dan. (laughs) I haven't heard from them in a while. I know, right? Yeah. The whole land trembled at the sound of the neighing of his strong ones. Nay! (laughs) (laughs) For they have come and devoured the land and all that is in it, the city and those who dwell in it. For behold, I will send serpents among you, Vipers, which cannot be charmed, and they shall bite you, says the Lord. He's going to mm. bring some snakes. The last time he brought snakes was back in Moses's time. Yeah, and when they were doing the, when the, the magic came. trick yeah. Uh, shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So now we got 
snakes again. Right. Interesting, right? Yep. Okay, we're in a new little section now. Okay. I would comfort myself in sorrow. My heart is faint in me. Listen. Listening. Listen. I'm listening. Exclamation point. Okay. The voice, the cry of the daughter of my people from a far country. Is not the Lord in Zion? Is not her king in her? (laughs) Yeah, he is. (laughs) Why have they provoked me to anger with their carved images, with foreign idols? Mm. You're still going on about those fucking idols. They like, never, I get they, it. You're they've mad. never left. They they still have never. We we talked about that. We talk about this all the time. They still are around in some sense. I know. I know. So it's just that it's it's never. He never won that battle. Blech. The harvest is past. The summer is ended, and we are not saved. So there was a note about that. Um, the harvest is one time when they will go through and gather up all the fruits of their labor. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the summer is when they go get the rest of them. So they're right, like two right. different harvest periods. Sure. And if one of those crops fail, they can probably still survive the winter on the other one. But if they both fail, they're fucked. Got it. And so they're like, we are not fucking saved. Right. For the hurt of the daughter of my people, I am hurt. This is, Jeremiah, he's like, oh, I see what's coming, and I'm this sucks, Got bro. It. Okay. Remember, he's the the weeper. Prophet, yeah. He's yeah. the weeper, right? I am mourning. Astonishment has taken hold of me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is there no recovery for the health of the daughter of my people? The end. But I have a note about that Gilead thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, let me go down here. Sure. Gilead was the land just east of the Jordan River. It was known for its healing balms. Hmm. Scholars have been unable to determine how the balm of Gilead was made, but it seems to have been a soothing aromatic resin made from a tree or plant, perhaps comparable to aloe vera. I see. So okay. he's like, is there a doctor in the house? Right, right. No. Is there no balm in Gilead? <laughs> My life for a stapler. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm kind of, this is, I'm getting a little um, sick Tired? of the, yeah, no, it's just, it's constantly like, God's going to kill them all. Yeah, we get it. They suck. They're still worshiping idols. Okay. That's, it is what it is, but. Every chapter, Jared, like, for eight chapters now, Jeremiah's like, the end is fucking nigh. Right. The end is motherfucking like, nigh. We get it, man. Yeah. We get can it. You, can you give us a new message now? But, I mean, but we talked about this too. The end, end of the world type shit and, and doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. Those are popular messages. Like, even, even today, in today's media... The end of things is a popular messaging technique. You I know, know. Like it's the, just that the, for eight chapters, he's like, they go get you. If it bleeds, it leads, you know? like I get that. But so. eight chapters of he coming, he coming, he right. going to get you. No, it definitely, it's, he needs to mix it up a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's give us like a Give us like an episode with some puppies in it and then like, you know, <laughs> oh come back God. to the doom and gloom. No, you know what? No, because he would just say something shitty about the puppies. Right, yeah. I'm not here to see. I don't do dead dog stories. <laughs> I do not. We will not be covering Old Yeller in here. Absolutely fucking not. Okay. Absolutely right. not. Good no. To know. 
I don't do dead dog stories. All right. Well, that was Jeremiah chapter 8. Sure as fuck was. Which means that tomorrow we will be back with... Jeremiah chapter 9. All right. We'll see you then. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday and where the hell we are today? Well, we read uh, uh, Jeremiah chapter 8 yesterday. Sure as fuck did. And uh, they were um, going to scatter some bones of people that were dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there was lots of like rejecting God and God being mad about it. And they were worshiping idols as usual. And God's going to kill them all stuff. And then um, Isaiah's like, Where's the humanity? And so you got to serve God and, and worship God and repent. Is, is there a doctor in the house? There, yeah, we need a doctor. Help. <laughs> it's, it's, we, need, we need an operation here. It's so bad. Yeah. Yes. But, yeah, but God's, God's going to kill a lot of people, yep. apparently. Yep. Because they suck, according to him. Right. Yeah. You worm. <laughs> so that was Jeremiah chapter 8. Yes, it was. Which means that today we're getting into... Jeremiah chapter 9. All right, let's do this. Okie dokie. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot... We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right, we are going to hop into Jeremiah chapter 9. Okay. But before we do that, just wanted to reiterate that we are still at the gate. Chapters 7 through 10 constitute an address delivered by Jeremiah at the gate of the temple in Jerusalem. Because he's wearing his sandwich board and ringing his bell. The end is nigh. The end is fucking nigh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, This also... Uh, starts this chapter starts with a continuation of the previous chapter, which was a lament. Sure, it ended on a lament. Right, right. So, oh, that my head were waters and my eyes a fountain of tears, that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. Oh, oh here's the weeping, the weeping, weeping Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. Yeah. Oh, that I had in the wilderness a lodging place for travelers, that I might leave my people and go from them. For they are all adulterers, an assembly of treacherous men. Man, he does not think very highly of his people. No, he's like, I wish I could just go stay by myself in a cabin in the woods, (laughs) far, far away. But instead he's screaming at the fucking top of his lungs at the the gate gate. of the temple. Yeah. yeah. Like, dude, you could just go home. Right? Yeah. We don't... Yeah. Go go away. Yeah. I mean, 
you already know ahead of time that your words are falling on deaf ears, but you're doing it anyway. Right, right. That seems kind of... They're obviously, though, not falling on deaf ears because it is in the fucking Bible. This has survived thousands of years. Yeah. Somebody heard them. Somebody em heard them. And wrote the shit down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And kept them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like their bow, they have bent their tongues for lies. They are not valiant for the truth on the earth. For they proceed from evil to evil, and they do not know me, says the Lord. Mm. Yeah, that's that's generally what what people do. They just they're like, oh, I did one thing evil. I'm gonna go do another thing evil now. I'm gonna and go, I'm gonna keep doing some evil things because I'm evil. I'm evil. I'm gonna go have you a, know. I'm gonna go have a couple of abortions. Yeah, because I'm evil. And then I'm gonna eat a baby. Because I'm evil. Because I'm evil. That's how people are. They're evil. They're either evil or they're good. Yes. There's no. There's no in between. I'm going to run over some kittens. Because you're evil. Because I'm evil. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> everyone take heed to his neighbor and do not trust any brother. For every brother will utterly supplant and every neighbor will walk with slanderers. Yeah. Just all evil. Be, be, be paranoid all the time that everybody mm-hmm. else sucks. Yes. You are the only true person. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is shit. Yes. Yes. That's that's a good way to that, that's again that's that's very much what we're dealing with now. I was going to say that kind of describes um Republicans today, right? Well, it describes our entire media landscape. They're like everybody fear everybody because everybody sucks and the only people mm-hmm. that are good are you because obviously you're watching this. So that's right. you. You're good. Yes. Everybody else though, they're trash. They're not just trash, they're evil. Right. You probably should get a dog for all the people <laughs> that are trying to bang down your door all the time. Right, right. Everyone will deceive his neighbor and will not speak the truth. They have taught their tongue to speak lies. I'm always lying. Yeah. How about you? Oh, always yeah, lying? totally. They weary themselves to commit iniquity. Your dwelling place is in the midst of deceit. Mm. Though d- through deceit they refuse to know me, says the Lord. Yeah. I, they're always... That's- so they they're they're choosing not mm-hmm. to know them through yeah. because they're deceitful. Yeah, they're, they're I lying. like to lie, therefore I will not worship God. Yes, that, that makes total tracks. sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Therefore, thus says the Lord of Hosts: Behold, I will refine them and try them more more refining. Remember last Is that time? a nice word for murder? Uh, yeah, when he gives them <laughs> um hardships, yeah. So nice word for murder then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. For how shall I deal with the daughter of my people? Their tongue is an arrow shot out. It speaks deceit. One speaks peaceably to his neighbor with his mouth, but in his heart he lies in wait. Mm. (laughs) Shall I not punish them for these things, says the Lord? Shall I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? I will take up a weeping and wailing for the mountains. And for the dwelling places of the wilderness, a lamentation, because they are burned up so that no one can pass through. Mm. Nor can men hear the voice of the cattle. <laughs> I I am in my house and I cannot hear the voice I, yes, of the cattle. Uh, right. And, and I am grateful for it. I, I mean, yeah. Sometimes I hear church bells, though. Yes. Because we do and live near enough to a church that we loud hear cars. It go off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also a bar a couple streets over, so every Sometimes, once in a while we yeah. hear music or, or yelling. cheering, yelling, right. uh, police car <laughs> <laughs> every now and again. Right. Yeah. Um, 
have you ever been to that bar? I have not. I have not either. Yeah. Have you Have you heard anything about it? Is it a good bar? I I don't know even which one the sound is coming from. You've heard it, it might be sliders, but I'm not sure. Mm. So, mm. which I've heard that place is good. Mm. So, we should we should go there sometime and get burgers. Yeah. And then report back and right. be like, yeah, that bar is great or that bar sucks. Or right. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Be like, this is where all that fucking noise is coming from. Right. JK. <laughs> Nor can men hear the voice of the cattle. Both the birds of the heavens and the beasts have fled. They're gone. Mm. I will make Jerusalem a heap of ruins, a den of jackals. I will make the cities of Judah desolate without an inhabitant. Sounds similar to what they were. Remember back in, I think it was Isaiah actually, where they were talking about the, the desert and mm-hmm. like making everything barren and. You know, yep. just the just the uh, all these prophets, car- carnivore people, carnivore animals will be yeah. there. That's that's all. It's gonna, it sounds yeah. similar. Yeah, it it's all of the prophets are like God's going to kill you all, and the wilds will take over because because fear is all that really sells. Yeah. Like you 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 gain followers by making them fearful of mm-hmm. what the consequences are. This was like early days of Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're entering a new little section here, okay? All right, yeah. Who is the wise man who may understand this? And who is he to whom the mouth of the Lord has spoken that he may declare it? Is it is it Jeremiah? I'm I I thought so it just it it really depends on where you are reading in the Bible because Yeah. my understanding is that only certain people have the ability to hear God. And those are prophets, essentially. Yeah, and, so, and everybody else is fucked. Right, yeah. yeah. So they're you, they're kind of just doing the best they can to get through the day. But but God likes to say that he, like, lately, mm-hmm. God likes to say that he tells everybody things. And I'm like, but did you, though? No, he didn't. Because, I, I mean, I feel like if you, if you forcefully said something to a group of people, as God, mm-hmm. you know, like, I'm God, hey, God here, yo. Right. And, and told them a thing, mm-hmm. they might be like, oh, fuck. That right. that's God, and yeah. He told me a thing, yeah. but it doesn't seem like that's what's happening. So I I don't think that He did that. No, I don't either. I'm just but that's just my opinion. I'm with you on this. Yeah. Why does the land perish and burn up like a wilderness so that no one can pass through? Because you burned it didn't down. He, yeah, didn't He just say that's what He was going to do? And the Lord said, because they have forsaken My law, which I set before them. And have not obeyed my voice nor walked according to it. But they have walked according to the dictates of their own hearts. And after the Baals which their father taught them. Mm. So hold on. Their fathers taught them this is what we're going to worship. And so then the kids grew up and they're like, yeah, this is what we've always worshipped. It's what my dad taught me and it's what I'm teaching. Indoctrination. Yeah. Yeah, Right. So we're going to worship the Baals because that's what you do, right? Yeah. They sound they sound like a startup, right? Yeah. They sound like a startup religion trying to like, you know, just goad people into joining their religion. Hey, it's going to be you're going to die all the time if you don't join us, you know. <laughs> you're and... always going to be dying. <laughs> I'm just saying that's kind of what it, like they're always pitching doom and gloom mm-hmm. if you don't follow them, right? They're like come over here, the grass is so green. Yeah. Nobody dies. We got Fish and honey or whatever the fuck. Right. You, all you got to do is give up all those other gods you worship to, yeah. to take care of all the other, you know, only your entire life and your, fa- your, your, your family's life. Mm-hmm. And, and start being afraid all the time. Right. Always be afraid. And Never not be afraid. It's also very interesting to me that 
for a while now, hundreds of years at least, mm -hmm. God has said that he has destroyed all the idols mm -hmm. multiple times. Yeah. And and that these gods' names will never be spoken again but multiple times. They they keep And they're there. still apparently yeah. very prevalent. Yes. Like not just like a little bit prevalent. Right. But not like, just in the background, but we are all up in Molech. Yeah, you know? and, and Baal and you know, yeah. like all that. Yeah. It's 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 a lot. It is a lot. They are so into idols. Which, you know, whatever. Right. I don't I don't fucking care what you worship. I do care that some of them apparently you know, murder children as part of their their, right. their religious practices. That's right. not good. But ultimately they're all shitty gods that they're all they're all non existent gods. Right. And and, and if they did exist, they were, would be really shitty. Right. Especially, the, I mean, if especially they're requiring Yahweh. child sacrifice or, you know, and Yahweh is not good either. No. So. No. Like, not murdering children is like a really low bar. It like, really is. You win by mere. And I, I think that's, that's you shown. Don't, you don't kill children. Go you. Right. And I, I think that's shown through yeah. the how shitty the Bible has been so far as far as rules mm -hmm. and and. How God treats his, you know, followers and, mm -hmm. and, and all that. Yeah. Sorry, I did I I know I'm going off there on some shit. Just I felt like I needed to. Therefore. Therefore. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Behold, I will feed them this people with wormwood <laughs> and give them water of gall to drink. Uh. I will scatter them, scattered, Is smothered, this the bones covered. Again? He's gonna scatter also, the bones. among the Gentiles. Oh no, he's the not rich just people. Shit. No, it's not just Gentiles. It's the non-believers. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Gentiles are the the non-Jewish people, the oh. non-Israelites. Um, okay. All right. So yeah, so he not only are they gonna scatter their bones. Um, they're going to dig them up, they're going to scatter them, but they're also going to mix them in with a bunch of non-believers. Got it. So it's like the worst possible thing that they could do. Okay. Like, yeah, I checked my notes on that. So, Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, there was like a whole bunch of like, it's the worst thing that you could ever do. Got it. And okay. the indignity of it. Right. Which I'm, it, um, the way they described it in my notes was like, it was a double death. Like, not only did you die, but then your bones died, too. And I'm like, but you don't even believe that. Yeah. So what? Yeah. I I find I find much of, uh, even, even, you know, still today, I find much of our practices with regard to our bodies after we die as mm -hmm. kind of barbaric. It's and, so caveman-ish. Yeah. It's, it's so weird, honestly. Like, I've always been weirded out. By how much of our planet we devote to dead, rotting corpses. And yeah. I'm really sorry. I know people might have just lost somebody that they yeah, care we're about. We're not trying to be insensitive. No, but, you know. No, I, I'm, I'm talking in generalities. Right. It just, it, like, it really graveyards bother me because I don't think that that is correct. I don't think that a bunch of caskets just buried in dirt is correct i don't think that's how we are supposed to care for our dead and right. i don't know what the answer is but i know what it's not and a ton of cemeteries just all over the earth taking up land 
that is not correct. Right, right. It's it's so like 500 years ago. Yeah, and it's actually becoming a problem like yeah. logistically for the world. Well, so. not just is it taking up space that we don't have, but also the um, poisons and toxins that they put into the bodies. Yeah. Um, you know, so that they can like last during the viewings right, and stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, that is getting into our water tables. Oh, yeah. fun. Yeah. Good times. So, I mean, and there's a lot of it. So it, it's like, you didn't think that would be a problem, huh? <laughs> like, I'm just, uh, again, I can never get over this. I'm just a dumb dumb. And it occurred to me, you know, just like the, the, Wait, when we go up into space, we just leave our trash lying up there? Like yeah, the, the pieces really of our rocket? Stupid. Like, I I just, these things occur to me that seem obvious that the people with the brains and the money and doing the businesses, it, it doesn't seem to occur to them. The yeah. trash that they're leaving in the planet, inside the planet. <laughs> And all around the planet. Right, right. Like, oh, we're just such trash people. <laughs> okay, okay. I will scatter them also among the Gentiles' bones, whom neither whom neither they nor their fathers have known. And I will send a sword after them until I have consumed them. Mm. Thus says the Lord of the hosts, consider and call for the mourning women that they may come and send for the skillful wailing women that they may come um let me read a yeah, note about that that's actually weird wording it it is until you understand what they mean by it okay um wailing women were professionals employed to arouse relatives and others at funerals to give in to outward displays of their grief. So they were like oh. professional criers okay. that you would hire to, to like, come. Let it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the more noise and and outward crying that you had, the, the greater respect that is being shown to your okay. deceased relative. Right. Yeah. So they used plaintive cries, burying their breasts, flailing their arms, Throwing dust on their heads, disheveling their hair, and just wailing as much. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was like a whole thing. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, I I found it kind of um, in a I found it to be an interesting concept, and also I compared it to um, the speaker for the dead in Ender's Game. Okay. Um. I don't know if you recall. It's been a long time. Okay, so Speaker for the Dead was the sequel to Ender's Game. And Ender Wiggins becomes a Speaker for the Dead where he shows up at funerals and he tells the story of that person. The good and the bad. Okay. So, like a truth teller, not leaving anything out. And it started because, um, you know, he was became known as the um, extinguisher of an entire race. Right. And so he was the speaker for them. And so then he became the speaker of the dead. And it it just I, I found it interesting that I don't know why I combined both of those concepts in my mind, but. Like one is obviously cavemanish, and the other one is like a futuristic on other planets. Yeah, but it's still honoring the dead, right? Right. In some fashion. Okay. 
So let them make haste and take up a wailing for us that our eyes may run with tears and our eyelids gush with waters. For a voice of wailing is heard from Zion. How we are plundered, we are greatly ashamed because we have forsaken the land, because we have been cast out of our dwellings. Yet hear the word of the Lord, O women, and let your ear receive the word of his mouth. Teach your daughters wailing and everyone her neighbor a lamentation. Um, the reason that he was saying that was because um, not only do you need to go ahead and call the wailing women, mm -hmm. but there's going to be so much fucking death that y'all need to start going train ahead now and train because you're not going to have enough. Got it. Got so. It. That's teach your daughters and teach everyone. This is just, this is just more of God saying, I'm going to yes. kill a lot of people. Yes. Okay. And so much so that you're not even going to be able to honor all your dead. And most of them are going to be scattered anyway. So, yeah. you know, fuck you. Yeah. This, For, is, this is terrible. This is terrible. It is, right? So. For death has come through our windows, has entered our palaces to kill off the children, no longer to be outside. And the young men no longer on the streets speak, thus says the Lord, even the carcasses of men shall fall as refuse on the open field, like cuttings after the harvester, and no one shall gather them. I thought mm. that was very poetic. It is. Like it is. dark poetry, but right. poetic. Yeah. Like they're just going to be cut down and just left. I'm just, I'm kind of taken aback by how much... We are talking about just mass death. Like genocide. Like that is that is what is happening right now. Yeah. We're talking about lots and lots of people dying. Yeah. And God saying that it's their just punishment. Yeah. Like this is what is actually, we're, this is what we're reading right now. Right. And it blows me away because going into the Bible, I had, I, I knew things weren't, like I, I had a sense mm -hmm. that things weren't as rosy as they get portrayed mm -hmm. but man i had no idea how much right like god's God blood just a, yeah he's just a mass killing mother you know he's well, a piece of shit what i'm finding really hard to reconcile is as god is saying to the israelites i will kill you all yeah in current day israel the israelis are saying to the Palestinians, we will kill you all. Well, and that's that's why I feel like some of this is very dangerous, right? Yes. Because even in a, a modern sense, the way that they talk about the non-believers is very, uh, you know, it, it's yeah. okay to kill them all. They, of course. You know, like, yeah. and I, it, it's not. It's no, not okay obviously. to kill them all. But I mean that. But they're just like, sure it is. It's a, this is a problematic religion this is a problematic text this is a problematic idea yeah that some people take very seriously even now mm -hmm. and that is that is part of why i rail against these ideas so much is because of how they have entered and stayed in the 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 modern you know discussions you know like how it how it affects everything today and it just it's it's very bothersome yeah i mean like this text this these lines that we're reading right now don't specifically make what's happening in Gaza happen, but it, it allows people to justify. Yeah, they they can lean on it as a crutch to say what 
it's in the Bible. We they, this is how we do. They didn't believe in God, so yeah. they they deserved it, obviously. Yeah, this is what we do. Right. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. It's really gross. Yeah. Okay, so we're starting in on another little section here, and this okay. is the last bit. Okay. Yep. Thus says the Lord: Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might, nor let the rich man glory in his riches. So so don't glory. Well, you're finding glory in all the wrong places is what he's saying. Yeah. So you're supposed to only find glory in God. Got it. So, Some people look in holes. I, don't I mean, <laughs> glory holes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about how I think that maybe that line escapes yeah. Christians who are on the football field. Um, you know, praying before a football game and, yeah. um, you know, pointing to heaven when they make their little uh, touchdown, you know. Right, and right. I'm like, but do you, you're finding glory in your strength, your might, your yeah. your prowess. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not doing it. It says it right here. Right. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. God doesn't give a fuck about your fucking football game, guys. And I say that as somebody who actually enjoys watching a, a football game now and again, you know? So, so I was actually, I was listening to uh, a podcast today and mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was the Friendly Atheist. So, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, stuff. they were, he was talking about, um, there was a school district, I think, don't, I'm going to butcher this a little bit, but I think it was in um, Arizona. Okay. And um, somebody chimed in. At the school board meeting and, uh, you know, like one of the people that are in charge, like mm-hmm. they're like, hey, I just want to put this out there that uh, I want to, you know, I, I'd like to start a prayer to, to start start off a board meeting every time we come together with a prayer. Mm. And, and then and then he, you know, graciously volunteered to lead the prayer, obviously. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, How did that go? Over? Well, so <laughs> it actually it, it's pretty it's pretty great. Um so I'm sure there's more information on their website because he covers a lot of this kind of stuff. But um, there was uh, two kids. So there was two kids that were there and um, one that doesn't want to really be associated with what's going on in the aftermath. But and another one that is OK with it. But um, the first one was very soft spoken and said, um, I don't think that I, I, I'm paraphrasing. Like, here. I don't, think, I don't think we should bring religion into this because, you know. Religion, because well, because separation you're, of yeah, church and state, right? Exactly. And you're Christian. Maybe some of us aren't. You don't know. And then another kid chimed in to back them up, Good and call. and and that one he was that that kid was a little bit more forceful and was like, you know, if we're gonna do this, you have to open it up to all faiths and all religions, and you can't just and make we'll be this here for the next three hours, right? Yeah. So I mean, and, and then it made some. It, it got noticed. Good. So Freedom From Religion Foundation chimed in with a letter to them. And uh, apparently they they sent an email right back saying, we haven't voted on this yet. Was, you know, like, because. It shouldn't even be know. on the fucking vote. Right, assholes. right, right. Yeah. And so, I mean, chances are they probably won't end up doing this because it's, I mean, it's, and, it's a headache for them. But what they're what's going to happen is they're going to walk away saying we aren't allowed to pray. They are discriminating. Right, that right. that's what the right will say. Yeah, we're being they're persecuted. discriminating against us. They won't even let us pray. Right. And yeah. it's like, no, that's not what happened. That's very <laughs> disingenuous. Right. You wanted everybody 
to pray with you and you wanted it to be a Christian meeting. Yeah. That is what you wanted. Right. And right. and we said, please, no, that would that would not be OK. <laughs> Some of us are not Christian. Thanks. Right. Have a nice fucking day. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. They um, still do mm. prayers at the opening of uh, high school graduation ceremonies here. Yeah, that bothers me. And they do it. Um, they did one um, when I got my associate's degree. They did one at the college yeah. level um, and it bothered me and I wanted to say something. And I remember at the time because like I got my associate's degree in 2006. Yeah. So I remember at the time everybody was telling me, you know, oh, don't make waves. Don't, you know, don't be dramatic. And now here we are. And it's like, God damn, I wish I had had the balls. Right. You know? Yeah. Because if I had spoken up then it would have been already on the docket. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. It, it wouldn't be me just joining the crowd and right. saying like, you know, remember when I said we probably should not be doing this prayer shit? Yeah. Like we shouldn't be doing this prayer shit. Yeah. 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 So, but I didn't have the balls, so I, I didn't, you know, I didn't do it. Yeah. And, and, you know, you, you give the Christians an inch and they take a goddamn mile and, they don't just pray. They force you to pray with them. And then they <laughs> they uh, try to get prayer every which way. And then when you say, can I not do this? I, I don't want to. Then they say that you're persecuting them. Right, right. Yeah. How, how are they both the the powerful and the victim at the same time? I don't know. I, hate, I yeah. hate that. I hate it so much. Yep. Okay, anyway. But let him who glories, if you're going to glory at all, yeah. not in football, glory in this. That he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, <laughs> judgment, and righteousness. Now, judgment and righteousness, I believe you, sir. Yeah, I'm having enough struggle with the loving kindness. Right? Yeah. In the earth. Um, for in these I delight, says the Lord. Mm. So not football. Not I just football. I just yeah. want to keep putting it out there. Not graduations and not football. Yeah. Okay? Right. Not sports. Right. So stop with the praying for sports and stop with the praying at graduations. Because you're not supposed to be glorying in those right. things. Yeah. You're showing off. Yeah. So yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will punish all who are circumcised with the uncircumcised. He's he's saying, I don't give a fuck if you're circumcised or not anymore. No. Oh, okay. Because even if your wiener no longer has foreskin. You did it for the wrong reason, probably, and you and are you're still you're still up for punishment. You're a worm. Got it. I don't care about your dick. You're a worm. Which, which I, I I mean, in context, I I see like the way this is going. He's saying that all of you across the board. Yeah, if you're not doing the things I said to do, then I'm going to punish you regardless. Right. Is what he's saying. Right. But yeah, he's he's still being a dick. Well, and the fact that he's was ever concerned about your genitalia, <laughs> I still find fucking prom problematic. Yeah, oh yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Egypt, Judah, Edom, the people of Ammon, Moab, and all who are in the farthest corners, who dwell in the wilderness, for all these nations are uncircumcised, and all the house of Israel are uncircumcised in the heart. Hmm. This is why you gotta get your heart circumcised. I yeah, see. Okay. Yeah. 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 He's saying it's not enough just to 
cut off the tip of your dick. Right. You, you gotta, also got to snip your heart a little bit. Right. Got for, it. For God. Yeah. Yeah. For God. The glory of God. I. It's symbolic. But yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. A symbolic snipping. Right. Yeah. I, I understand it. I just. Um, there's just he just never can have enough like fear and, and worship. Ever. You know? Ever. There was an interesting note about um, all who are in the farthest corners mm-hmm. where apparently some other interpretations um, use a different wording instead of farthest corners. They use some kind of wording that refers to the corners of their hair. Okay. Um, and it basically refers to people that were having their hair cut when they weren't supposed to be um, having it cut incorrectly. Okay. Like, um, I, okay. So I'm, I'm speaking totally off the cuff here and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but um, I think there are some Jewish faiths that still to this day um, have their hair um, certain ways, certain ways. And it's not supposed to be cut. I think that you, again, I, I'm, also not speaking correctly maybe but um i think you might be right yeah and so this would be a reference to that instead of saying all who are in the farthest corners like of the earth um is the interpretation that we're with where it's geography sure in other translations it's not talking about geography it's talking about um you know how your bones are getting scattered and your fucking dicks are getting snipped well your hair got cut too Fuck all of you. Got it. Or something like that. Okay. So. All right. I well. thought it was interesting enough to mention. Sure. Sure. Makes sense. I mean, I mean it doesn't make sense. But I no. Mean, it, no. You know, I mean. Insofar as the craziness that God's doing, it I, tracks, I, I guess. I don't know about cutting the corners of my hair. <laughs> so. Yep. So that was uh, Jeremiah chapter nine. nine. Yes. Which sure as fuck was. means that tomorrow we'll be back with... Jeremiah chapter 10. All right. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday and how the hell we got here? Well, we read Jeremiah chapter 9 yesterday. We sure as fuck did. And uh, I believe Jeremiah was telling everybody not to trust everybody because... We're in Fox Newsland, and you know, Fake only news. you can be the perfect God follower. Mm-hmm. You know, only you. But everybody else sucks, and they deserve. The, your neighbor died because they deserved it. Right. That's what they they were worshiping yes. false idols, and um, they they weren't walking the straight path. I don't care what they said; they were wrong. They yes. were bad. Bad. Yeah. They were evil. They because totally deserved that death. Only two degrees. And if you don't continue to follow God, you will also die. Mm-hmm. But so honestly, you're gonna die anyway. Yeah, I mean that just happens to people. And don't forget to circumcise your heart. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 another thing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was Jeremiah chapter nine. Sure as fuck was. Which means that today we're getting into Jeremiah chapter ten. All right, let's do this. Okie dokie. Okay, we are jumping into Jeremiah chapter 10, and just to put that note out there again, chapter 7 through 10 constitute an address delivered by Jeremiah, 
at the gate of the temple in Jerusalem. He is standing in his sandwich board, ringing his bells, shouting. And screaming. The end is nigh. The end is fucking nigh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what's happening. Okay. Okay. All right. Hear the word which the Lord speaks to you, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, do not learn the way of the Gentiles. Do not be dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the Gentiles are dismayed at them. Hmm. Okay, I got a note about that. Okay. Yeah, I'm just wondering what these signs are. Well, okay. Um, Through the use of astrology, ancient people often discern signs and warnings from the sky, seeing fearful things in the signs of heaven. However, comma, the signs of the heavens referred to in this verse are not the sun, the moon, or the stars, or the signs of the zodiac, but unusual phenomenon like eclipses, comets, and meteors, which were supposed to portend extraordinary events. Ah, so we're still barbaric and, mm-hmm. and worshiping weather events, essentially. Not, right. you know, astrological events. Yeah, yeah. And okay. um, the Gentiles are the pagans, basically. Sure. Um, are the ones out there afraid of those things. And... Um, Jeremiah saying, you don't need to worry about that. Don't worry about the skies like these folks are. Okay. So right. that's, he, he's telling them, stop okay. being like that. So, okay. All right. That's fair. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, honestly, we, we, he's just stopping a step too far. He, he's going, he's not going far enough because we really, we don't need to worry about any of this shit. Right. But, you know, right. Whatever. Exactly. It's like, oh, you're so close. Yeah. My guy. For the customs of the peoples are futile. For one cuts a tree from the forest, the work of the hands of the workman with the axe. They decorate it with silver and gold. They fasten it with nails and hammers so that it will not topple. They are upright like a palm tree. We're describing Christmas. Yes. This is fucking Christmas. It's a Christmas tree. And he's bashing the pagans for it. Yes. And it's fucking hilarious i love this okay so i have like a we're literally reading about goddamn christmas here yes, yes this is awesome i know and i have a note about this okay, okay yeah, yeah. so jeremiah described the pagan custom of cutting a tree setting it in a special place decorating <laughs> it and worshiping it the worship of the tree is indicated by the warning do not be afraid of them in the sense that one would give reverence to a pagan idol. Okay. So it's fine that we have a tree because we no longer give reverence to it as a pagan idol. Oh, yeah, I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. I see. We can do the the ritual. Yeah. As long as we don't um, give any special meaning to right. that tree. It's not an idol. We do, okay. We can do the axe as <laughs> though it's an idol, but we don't treat it as an idol. So it's okay. Yeah. I'm calling um, bullshit a little bit here. Oh, like, no, this so is so, like This is so funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. I bet this never gets read. Ever. In church, ever. ever. <laughs> so Jeremiah spoke of a tree regarded as an idol and properly understood the modern Christmas tree is not an idol. If for a family it is or becomes an idol, it should obviously be discarded. Mm, okay. Okay. Jeremiah spoke. This is, this is apologist speaking, yes, correct? Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Jeremiah spoke to a time in history when trees were often directly connected with idolatry, either little, literally or representations of the tree. How do how do how do Christians not see the hypocrisy here? 
Oh, okay. Um, I didn't write this note down, but yeah. I have another note about that. Okay. Literally, this apologist that I I like to read because some of his notes are cool. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, like the one I just read was kind of interesting. Right. Sure. It's an interesting take. Yeah. Um, this particular apologist says. Um, that we are borrowing from other cultures is fine. It's when they take our stuff and do it that that's bad. What the fuck does that matter? What do we care whether they take it or not? Because they are, um, when they do that, they are doing sacred acts inappropriately. But how, how is it okay for us to take theirs? Because, because into... we're not doing sacred things with them. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So it's fine that we stole the Christmas tree from them, but, um, you know, we don't do the, the dance with it. The sex under the tree and okay. the child sacrifice. Yeah. And yeah. and um, the fact that, like, people today do the Saturnalia celebrations and they make altars and... You know, they bring nature inside and stuff and celebrate like the winter solstice instead of Christmas Christmas, because, you know, Christmas is fucking stupid, pagan and stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, When people do that, they are they are giving reverence to these idols and that is bad and wrong. Right. Right. So I shouldn't say Christmas is stupid. People, even atheists celebrate Christmas as a giving holiday, as a family gathering holiday. It's not stupid. It's the, what's stupid to me about it is the the, the religion the, and the commercialism. Well, yeah, and the fact that Christians cannot admit that they stole a fucking pagan holiday. Yeah, just you did, you did, you fucking stole a pagan thing, right? And, and it's 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 very prominent in your goddamn religion now. And it is even in the Bible saying, "Don't do that." True right? Thing no, that you I'm do. like I'm literally laughing yeah. out loud about like this yeah. is hilarious. I I think so too. Yeah, I, I was very excited to read that. Yeah. So the trees are upright, like, I'm back to the Bible now. Sure, sure, sure. The trees are upright like a palm tree, and they cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot go by themselves. So he's saying these trees are not gods. Right. They're just idols. You're worshiping a fucking inanimate object. You know, I, I think like even the people worshiping them were aware that, that it's an yeah. inanimate object. It's a, it's a symbol. Yeah. It's a goddamn symbol. Like a cross. It's right. a symbol. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, lighting a candle at Mass in a Catholic church. It's a symbol. Right. And to say or, otherwise is very disingenuous. You yeah. Know, like, you're, you're, you're attributing ideas to these people that you, you don't understand because you don't, you're not worshiping that way. You're not right. worshiping these, you don't understand their practices. You're, you're assuming things about them. But what's really funny is that a Catholic will, like, do their rosary beads. Yeah. Like, how fucking pagan is that? You know? Right, right. So fucking pagan. Yeah. But they're like, don't do, you know, don't have all these things that are symbolic because that's trash. Don't do it. <laughs> and yet. Except for ours. Right. Yeah. Ours are we're, okay. We're okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, none of them are. Let's toss them all out. You know? Right. Honestly. Yeah. Or, or say, say. I recognize that I stole this. My religion stole this from pagan um, actors early on. Yeah. And um, what I'm doing has no more meaning than what they did when they were doing it. But it makes me feel better 
and I feel closer to whatever my belief is, blah, blah, blah. And I find comfort in it. Right. I, I think I would feel a lot better if I was talking to a religious person who could see the flaws yeah. inherent in their religion sure. and admit them and still say, but hey, I do still believe not for the Bible's sake, but for my own sake and for yeah. reasons of my own. You know, like yeah. that's that's something a little bit more spiritual. It. And yeah, it's it, I don't agree with it, but it, it makes me feel like they at least are they they understand that. Yes, this was written by men. Mm-hmm. It is not um, it's not it doesn't hold it's not real. weight because it's it's got some really dumb shit in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to believe regardless in my own way. Yeah. I can be okay with that as, you know, like it, if they were just honest about it. Yeah, well. just I, and that I think that's even the even the people teaching the Bible are not honest about it because right. there's so much in here that most of their followers don't even know because right. it would just it would shock them. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah. I'm just saying like this right here. Like would... literally you should not have the Christmas tree. And I didn't know that it was specifically spelled out in the Bible. Right? Like silver and gold. I mean like holy fuck. Don't decorate a goddamn tree. That's don't God... do it. It's a goddamn Christmas carol. Right? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do not be afraid of them for they cannot do evil nor can they do any good. So he's like, they're they're nothing. Right. You know, because yeah. they're inanimate objects. Sure. Inasmuch as there is none like you, O Lord, you are great and your name is great in might. Who would not fear you, O king of the nations? I, me. Me also. Yeah. 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 Not afraid. Not afraid. The, for this is your rightful due. For among all the wise men of the nations and in all their kingdoms, there is none like you. But... They are altogether dull-hearted and foolish. I'm going to call people dull-hearted. <laughs> You're so dull-hearted and foolish. Right, yeah. Instead of calling them a fucking moron or a dum-dum. Sure. I'm yeah. going to say, You're so dull-hearted and foolish. Right. Yeah. yeah. A wooden idol is a worthless doctrine. Mm. Silver is beaten into plates. It is brought from Tarshish and gold from Euphaz. The work of the craftsmen and of the hands of the metalsmith. Blue and purple are their clothing. They are all the work of skillful men. Are they? Are your inanimate objects nothing but inanimate objects created by men? (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Tell me more. Right. Right. (laughs) You know, you could say that, but they also, like the Israelites built the ark, right? Mm -hmm. And the ark was supposedly the throne of God. Yeah. And so, like, that is a... They, that is not an, to the, to the Israelites, that is not an inanimate object, right? Right. That is a literal godly piece of work that God sat on. Mm -hmm. And it's still in. Right, right. At some level, right? Like we've kind of moved on from the ark a little bit because it's gone. Right. But if it wasn't, just imagine. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. They, they do totally 100%. Worship idols. I mean, God literally dictated how to build the fucking thing. Yeah. You know, like, it was crazy. Yeah. So, it's really rich listening to you guys talk about how you don't think that worshiping idols is good. Right. And you literally do that yourselves. Yeah. And you have a whole rule book about it. (laughs) But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting King. At his wrath, the earth will tremble. Oh, man. 
<laughs> and the nations will not be able to endure his indignation. Oh, mm, here we go. Okay. God's pissed again. Yeah. Thus you shall say to them, the gods that have not made the heavens and the earth shall perish from the earth and from under these heavens. You know what? It pisses. This pisses me off too. The the fact that if something shitty were to happen in the world, right? Like let's say World War Three happens, right? Mm -hmm. God forbid. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> manner of speech. Apologize. Right. But let's just say something like like the Christians would be like, well, God's just showing the God's pissed. Yeah. This is God's doing. Yeah. And and they would just accept it. Like, to some extent, you know, like, obviously, we're going to be mm -hmm. pissed and we're going to try to fight back whoever's throwing the bombs or whatever. But it's that lay down mentality where they're like, mm -hmm. they just accept it because it was pre or like God's a pissy fucking, yeah. you know, piss ant. Yeah. And he he wants to kill people. And mm -hmm. so they're like, yeah, that's what that's what's going on. That obviously, you know, all the gay stuff that's going on. That's that's because that, this is why this is happening. Yeah. God's pissed. You yeah. know, like, he doesn't like it. Yeah, that's that's obviously and, what's and going on. Israel is supposed to belong to the Jews, and right. that's just the so, way it be. So fuck yeah. those Palestinians, right. you know, get yeah. them gone, just eradicate them. And that's that's the Do mindset. Though, that that's I, fine. God doesn't mind a genocide. Right, and that's that's the mindset that I hate. It's I, so I cannot dangerous. stand it. When we are literally talking about it's fine to do a genocide, and you don't hear what you're saying, that's fucking problematic. Yeah. Yeah. He has made the earth by his power. We're talking about how there's only one true God mm, yeah, and all yeah, yeah. the others aren't real. Even though he doesn't even know about North or South America. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Exactly. He has made the earth on um, parts of it by his power. He has established the world by his wisdom. He doesn't know much, so he ain't that wise. <laughs> and has stretched out the heavens at his discretion like a goddamn rubber band. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. When he utters his voice, there is a multitude of waters in the heavens. And he causes the vapors. I got the vapors. <laughs> to ascend from the ends of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain. He he makes lightning. Oh, it's not an man, electric like phenomenon. Rapping, like he's he's turning into like a weather god now. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. We got some uh, Zeus and stuff yeah, going on. Yeah. We got some Thor happening. <laughs> he makes lightning for the rain. He brings the wind out of his treasuries. That's kind of huh. poetic in a very like old fashioned, um, very non modern um, Egyptian god caveman kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is dull hearted. Oh, oh there see, it is again. We like yeah. it again. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Without knowledge, every metalsmith is put to shame by an image, for his molded image is falsehood, and there is no breath in them. Fake shit. Mm. You know? Mm -hmm. They are futile, a work of errors. In the time of their punishment, they shall perish. Oh, fuck man. those artists. We going to kill them. <laughs> the portion of Jacob is not like them, for he is the maker of all things. And Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. OK, hold on. What is, I think... what is up with the Like the Lord of hosts is this new way that they're referring to God. Yeah, I don't. It's the host it's... is supposed to be like the angels. Got it. And he's like the king of them. Okay, so, but this is just this, this is just the time new. frame. This is like yeah. the new cool way to refer to God or yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. It's 
this this came about like this was written um during the babylonian exile right right and thereabouts after and so we're like heading into like late um judaism and almost christianity so we're like we're bringing more angels in got it so yeah it's just it's just funny to me how the name of God has evolved through mm-hmm. the many books that we've read. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I had a note about verse 11. Let me reread that because I don't remember, even though we literally just read it. Okay. Um, Thus you shall say to them, the gods that have not made the heavens and the earth shall perish from the earth and from under these heavens. Okay. This is really interesting. Verse 11 is the only verse in the book of Jeremiah not written in Hebrew, huh. but in Aramaic or Chaldean, the language which was commonly spoken in Babylon in 6th century BC. Oh, okay. How about that? That's interesting. Yeah. Right? Like, we just stuck this shit in Why there was, right Yeah, quick. that's really weird. Uh, somebody jotted down a sentence. Here, don't forget to include this oh, note. Oh, okay. You know, like All a right. post-it. Somebody put a, like, sticky note sure, sure, on sure. one of the scrolls and was like, don't forget to include this. <laughs> right. And and it just kind of got glued down. Okay. You know? Yeah. That that's my take on it. Right, right. Okay. All right. Um, where was I? Everyone's dull hearted yep, and yep. the Lord of hosts is his name. Okay, here we go. So we're entering a new little section here, okay? Sure. Just a short little ditty. Okay. Gather up your wares from the land, O inhabitant of the fortress. For thus says the Lord, Behold. I will throw out at this time the inhabitants of the land and will distress them that they may find it so. Woe is me for my hurt. My wound is severe. Wait, God's wound? Because he's... he's... No, this is... um, Oh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah's crying again. Okay, okay. He's a weepy weeper. Got it, got it. Yeah. But I say, truly, this is an infirmity and I must bear it. My tent is plundered and all my cords. Oh, now we're God again. Oh, my tent is plundered and all my cords are broken. My children have gone from me and they are no more. There was, there is no one to pitch my tent anymore (laughs) (laughs) or set up my curtains. Is that what the kids are calling it now? For the shepherds have become dull-hearted. Okay, man, they really like dull-hearted here. Uh, I don't like it anymore. No, it's, no. we're done with that. Three yeah. times in one chapter. It's off, man. Yeah, no, that's bad writing. Right. And have not sought the Lord. The shepherds have become dull-hearted and have not sought the Lord. Therefore, they shall not prosper, those fuckers, and all their flocks shall be scattered, smothered, covered. Mm. Okay? Yeah. Behold! The noise of the report has come and a great commotion out of the north country to make the cities of Judah desolate, a den of jackals. Mm. We really like that den of jackals. Yeah, it's it's almost like we repeat half the shit from the previous chapter mm-hmm. almost every chapter. It's almost like um, they had a word count that they had to aspire to and so they just did a lot of copy pasting. Yeah, and it, it feels that way. It's not good. No, it get, I mean that's that's part of my frustration with Jeremiah. I think so far is that it is very repetitive. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely dull hearted because because it's the same fucking shit mm-hmm. every chapter. Yeah, and it just yes, we get it. He's coming. He's coming. Right. They come and the they come and the everybody north, go and, die. And they don't. You don't worship idols. We get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And and God's pissed. Yes. He's really always, pissed. He's always. He's always pissed. pissed. Yeah. Oh, Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. Oh, Lord, correct me, but with justice. Not in your anger, lest you bring me to nothing. Pour out your fury on the Gentiles who do not know you. And on the families who do not call on your name. Yeah, yeah, be mad at those fuckers over there. Yeah. Like, oh, spare me. Just but it does people make, that don't believe in you go go kill them. It does make me wonder. Like that that is something that bothers me. Like he actually uses some of these people that don't believe in him mm-hmm. as tools to kill the people that sort of believe in him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so he's not punishing the people that literally don't believe in him at all. Right. And punishing the people that sort of believe in him but are kind of wishy-washy about it. Right. It feels completely wrong. Like that's because it is. <laughs> I would I would feel like you could solidify your spot as God mm-hmm. if you showed the people that sort of wishy-washy believed in you that you were really powerful and could, you know, take care of them. Yeah. And and kill their enemies and yeah. not you. Not that I'm eager for No, 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 no. Israelites but given the times and how much war there was, you know, yeah. it just feels like One that would be a other. better way, you know. <laughs> I mean, like they were all killing each other. Do I really care which way it went? Right. No. I just I just don't feel like the non-believers killing the sort of believers is the better way. Right. To teach people about God. Right. Like that doesn't make sense to me. But there had there had to be a reason for them to be put upon throughout history. Oh yeah. And yeah, so yeah. they had to have this back them up. Yeah. Like retrofitting shit that happens yeah. basically you you got to make sense of what has happened yes if you're still going to believe in that fucking entity right okay last sentence here okay, okay. Yeah. blah 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 do not um you go get them families who do not call on your name for they have eaten up jacob devoured him and consumed him mm. and made his dwelling place desolate the end i see i kind of like that phrasing though yeah like they ate us up they completely devoured us like they they took everything that was good from us they killed us they ravaged our land raped our women took everything they they are killing us yeah they're eating us up they're devouring us that that's really cool yeah i mean imagery not uh, yeah not the actual act of the tapping right right right. yeah yeah but i mean but i mean it's what god promised too Mm -hmm. like god said that this is what he was going to do so well i mean um, hypothetically, Jeremiah is seeing this in the future. Right. Or he's seen it on the outskirts of wherever he yeah. is. Because I, yeah. I think they were already kind of approaching and taking charge. You know, they were they were destroying the outskirts of, right. of Jerusalem when this was... Like, that's how it's feeling. Although, I, th- we, we feel like this might have been written in, in the Babylonian exile. Or at least parts of it might have been mm-hmm. at least edited then. Yeah. Because there was that excerpt from... The Babylonian, right. you know, so like so obviously some of this got kind of mixed around at different times. Right. And it's hard to tell what he's reporting, like firsthand witness versus what he's um, witnessing via vision to come. Right. And it kind of is weird. So, I mean, these are guys, these guys are prophets, right? And they're supposedly prophesizing shit. Mm-hmm. I don't really believe that. I believe that they're seeing things that are either happening in the moment and they're predicting that, yep, this is probably going to happen, which would probably make sense to anybody paying attention. Mm -hmm. Or they're writing this stuff 
after the fact and just retrofitting it back into the book and saying, yep, that happened. Right. Let you us know? create these great characters and, and heroize them. Yeah. And I mean, there's no way to know that for sure, but that's how I feel about it. And right. I don't feel like they are actual prophets. Like Maybe that maybe bit of both. You sure, know? sure, like, sure, sure. Take some of the um, witnesses and then make of the witnesses... Um, heroes right you know able to see the future and if there's one thing that's consistent in the bible is that the wording and the 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 writing of it has been tampered with multiple times yeah so yeah. <laughs> and, and that everything's a goddamn mess right from yes. christmas trees we can definitely to... count on that yeah yeah for sure yeah so anyway that was jeremiah chapter 10 sure as fuck was which means that today's friday yes and we'll be back tomorrow with Q&A Saturday. All right. And then on uh, Sunday, we, um, uh, idealistically, we're going to try to do a couple of things, which would be our... We're going to try, well, we owe for sure the Sacrilegious Book Club. Right, right, right. But we also owe a Patreon. Right. So in a perfect world, we do, we do both. both of them. Yeah. And as you guys know, if you follow us, you know, <laughs> religiously... <laughs> We don't always hold up to that promise on the weekends. No. Something happens on the weekends and, and our brains shut down. Sometimes we're lucky and... to get the one. <laughs> Two is almost almost guaranteed right out. So I'm not going to guarantee shit, but yeah. I am going to say that we are going to endeavor to do our best mm -hmm. at getting those things done. And yes. then I'll get the weekly wrap up out, of course. And then we'll mm -hmm. be back on Monday with... Jeremiah, Chapter 11. All right, guys. We'll see you then. Bye. Wife! Do you know what today is and what the hell we're doing? Well, today is uh, still Saturday, technically. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. um, it's it's Saturday. What are we doing? Q&A Saturday is what we're doing just now, just then. That's now. right. That's right. Yes. Um, so, what are we queuing and aing today? We are going to talk a little bit more about some wailing women. Okay. Women who wail. Sounds exciting. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh let's get into this. Okie dokie. Okay, before we start talking about whaling women, yeah. I have two notes. Okay. Okay. The first note has nothing to do with this stuff. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. No, it's it's all over the place. Sure. Just sure. like me. Yeah. Okay. So there is a marginal note. In the Masoretic text, okay, that indicates that the middle letter of the Tanakh, which is the whole Hebrew Bible, yeah, resides within chapter six, verse seven of Jeremiah. The middle so, letter. The middle letter. Oh, yes. like okay, yeah, okay. like the very middle of. You really the, like talking about the middle of whatever. I. It, they come up. I, it's not that I like talking about it in particular. I just, I just, personally, I'm not, I don't really care. I'm like, okay, so we're halfway through again. But the, <laughs> Whatever. These, when they, when they talk about like, this is the middle of this and this is the middle of that. Yeah. Um, the reason that I particularly like it is that it gives me um, stepping stones and kind of like a guidepost as to this is how far we've come, which sure. means that this is how far we have to go. So that appeals to me on a personal level. But the fact of the matter is, 
I don't go looking for these signposts. These are things that were important to the Jews that recorded this in their books. Got it. So I'm I'm bringing the information to you that was important to these people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and yes, I am defending myself because like <laughs> it's not just me though. I got it. I got it. Okay. So anyway. Um, chapter 6, verse 7 of Jeremiah, just as a recap, goes, As a fountain wells up with water, so she wells up with her wickedness. Violent and plundering are heard in her. Before me continually are grief and wounds. And this is where the middle letter lays. Yes, the very middle of the Tanakh. Got it. Okay. Yep. All right. Very middle. All right. Okay. Yeah. So that was one of my notes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my second note is about what we are not talking about today. Okay. Okay. Because we're talking about wailing women. What we're about to. Yeah. But um, something that kept coming up over and over again in my research was a wailing woman which is something entirely different that we're not talking about, except that I am going to tell you what she is so that you don't get her confused okay. with what we are talking about. It's also biblically related? No. No. So there's a, a legend called the Wailing Woman. Okay. Um, she's typically a um, Mexican legend called La Llorona, and she's like, you know how there's like the story of the woman in white, like, there's all these different yeah. ghost stories, right? Right. So she is a wailing woman, also referred to as a banshee, because she cries and wails, because um, in a fit of despair, she drowned her children. Okay. Because, like, her husband cheated on her or something. Got it. So it she went mad and drowned her children and killed herself, and now... For the rest of eternity, La Llorona is wailing, and she's referred to as the Wailing Woman. So we're not talking about her. Got it? Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I had to. I had to say that because she kept coming up, and I'm like, no, I'm not looking for La Llorona. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> so Wailing Women is what we're talking about today. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. So in the ancient Near East, there was a profession, the Wailing Woman. Pro- profession as we know that was passed down from woman to woman from neighbor woman to girlfriend okay okay like they they were all like doing this together got it yeah and it was a guild it was a mourner's guild and it Mm. was called the keening or weeping women as we know in the book of jeremiah right okay they were trained and paid to perform the public ritual of funerals so they were literally funeral directors and grief counselors. Okay. Okay. They like bore all these different titles. Sure. Okay. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about grief as a communal activity. Okay. Okay. As re- as, as as in ancient Jewish. Yes. Time. In ancient Jewish tradition. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So grieving was a communal activity and the wailing women led their communities in shared expressions of grief. They created space and community for the family and friends to grieve without embarrassment and to never be alone. So they could, you know, feel safe in their grieving and put on whatever uh, effects that they needed to. Got it. To display their their mourning right. of the person who had passed. 
they were skilled and trained in the art of grieving, which, I mean, they considered this a skill. Yeah. Um, for the community in a way that helped the community face its death, name its tragedy, and express its grief. Hmm. Which I just find that so interesting. Yeah. When wailing women were tasked with finding the words to explain things when there were no words. They were the first to quote unquote vocalize what had happened. Okay. Um during some kind of tragedy. Tragedy or, death or, or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so their job was to try and make sense of communal tragedy. Okay. Okay. All right. The wailing woman in Jeremiah played a great role that we should not overlook. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because they were among the few who actually listened to Jeremiah and took the dire situation of their nation seriously by beginning to wail and lament for the tragedy that was about to befall Israel. Ah. So I kind of overlooked that when we were reading about the wailing women. Like it didn't occur to me that as you know, he was saying, gather them and, and get them going. Yeah. That they actually listened to Jeremiah and, and started up. Now, I do have a question. They were they were a guild. They were for hire. Mm-hmm. So were they listening or was it their job to listen? You know, like that's that's the question I guess I would have. Um, Well, they had to be hired. So it was their job to listen. But um, they didn't necessarily... How do I want to say this? Yeah. They okay, so they weren't always for hire. Like sometimes they they just they did were it. emergency response crews. Kind basically. of, kind of. I mean, like they could be available at anybody's funeral that they cared about or that made sense for them to be there. Sure. But also, um, I'm gonna get into this a little bit. They were also hired to perform at funerals. So it was kind of a both and, not an either or. Got it. Okay? Yeah. So these women walked with the body. They wept and wailed with the family. They sang and chanted hymns and psalms and laments that were composed specifically for each occasion. Hmm. The wailing carried a call and response. Okay. All which, right. that's cool, right? Yeah. Like, they tried to get everybody involved Group in involvement, it. Group involvement, yeah. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, like... I said it was a community event. Yeah, yeah. The lead whaler, like they had, you know, position, there there was a hierarchy. Sure. It wasn't just like a bunch of girls got together and cried a lot. They trained and practiced and there was a, you know, who was in charge. structure to it. Yeah. Yeah. The lead whaler would begin the whale and the rest would respond. So, you know, kind of like the Greek tragedy plays, you know, where... Where somebody would call and then the rest of the cast would respond. Sure. Okay. They used instruments, songs, and dances along with their voices. The length of time the professional whalers were used depended on the wealth and status of the family. Okay. So that's when they're hired. You know, like if somebody was really rich or had great status, they would hire a ton of these people to come out and right, right. and wail and that showed how you know loved the person was because they had money so or status so even back then yeah. money was important always it, yeah always that i yeah okay <laughs> yeah that's a little dismaying right but that doesn't take away from the fact that but these 
these women also, it's kind of like if you know somebody who cuts hair, right? She might work in us. I say she, and that was very sexist. I apologize. Um, the person who is a hairstylist might work in a salon, but might also um, be available to cut family members and friends' hair sure. for free. Right. So that's what I mean by it was both and. Yeah, yeah, You know? Yeah. It was definitely... Um, a job. It was definitely their their main occupation, but they also were available in their free time Got to, it. to come and go as they pleased, you know. To measure the wealth and fame someone had achieved during his lifetime, one would only have to glance at the size of the funeral procession carrying the dead body to its final resting place. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. that kind of summarizes what you just said. Right. Um, up to dozens of wailing women followed the coffin, and they did so faking grief in a theatrical manner. Some would pull their hair out. Others would scratch their distress-stricken faces. Wow. Yeah, I mean, they got into it. Yeah. And um, this went on into the Roman Empire. And so when the Romans started doing it, the procession sometimes got so violently realistic that rules had to be implemented to bring solemnity and simplicity back to the funerals. Wow. Yeah. I was like, damn, Romans, y'all take everything <laughs> too far. I mean, right? Like, they do everything over the fucking top. Right. Some guilds included musicians, both male and female, but the professional mourners were almost always women. Got it. Like, with without fail. Sure, sure. Um, if there was a male involved, it was usually a eunuch or somebody who probably today we would identify as trans or intersex. Sure. I'm not sure how they identified back then. Right. But that would have been why they were allowed to be included. Yeah. Wailing women were employed to shed tears, grasp the dead body with a horrified glance or kneel beside him. I see. Mm -hmm. Okay. Among the tearful women following the entourage, some were responsible for raising their arms into the air with an imploring look, like, you know, beseeching God almost. Right, right. While others buried their faces into their hands. Got it. So they all had a different role to play. Like some were like the grieving and, and crying and mourning and others were like begging God, you know, how could you let this happen? And, right. you know. Others were just, like, so stricken that they were dancing around wildly. Yeah. So it was quite the display. Sounds like it. Right? Kind of interesting, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was almost like a party, but a sad one. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So Speaking of which, I've always wanted to, like, one of my favorite. You've always wanted to sit Shiva? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Go no. on. One of my favorite funeral um, rituals is, like, the the... New Orleans, uh, like jazz procession, uh, you know, yeah, like yeah, party, yeah. you know, like that, that, yeah. that to me is like the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I, I love that, that idea of that type of a ceremony. Yeah. Like so. a, like a real party only instead right. of the wailing women, it would be the dancing, and singing. And yeah, yeah. 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 So basically the wailing women without the crying and wailing. Right. Or wailing in joy sure and ecstasy not like sadness and mourning and grief right right yeah so a similar ritual to what i just described 
has been traced back to the Tang Dynasty of China huh. in 7th through 10th century AD. Okay. So this side of sure. uh, zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the positive, not in the BCs. Right. Okay. With actors being hired to attend funerals and entertain the grieving family with historical reconstructions, staged combats, loud music, and gargantuan feasts. And is this uh, supposedly imported to that dynasty from, uh, you know, this? Um, Was this the roots of it or like, you know? I, I honestly something that came about separately. I would imagine separately because they were even way back then still very closed off from the rest of the world. Right. I would just imagine that humanity over time always develops a way to deal, deal with, with its grief dead. And deal with all that. Yeah. I mean, cavemen everywhere like were putting rocks on bodies all at the same time because it kept wild animals from chewing up the bones. Sure. You know. And so you're going to see that even without different tribes of people having come to each other. Right. You know, Um, we all develop along the same lines, if not identically, similarly, at least. Right. Right. So um, the tradition still exists in modern day China, where professional mourners continue to move the funerals attendees to pity performing heartbreaking lamentations about the loss in order to leave the relatives on the verge of tears. Hmm. So it's still, they put on a a show, a performance. Got it. Yeah. Wailing women died out in Europe, like the whole tradition of it died out in Europe, not in China, obviously, after the fall of the Roman Empire. Okay. But an oddly similar tradition followed in their footsteps across 18th century Europe. Funeral mutes, where people pay to display sad, grave faces at funerals. Typical characters of Victorian-era England. Hmm. Wearing black clothes and gloves, these professional mourners said nothing. You know, mute. Right, right. But added by their presence to the sinister tone of the funeral procession. And um, I read that um, Dickens included a lot of these mute people, um, mute mourners in some of his books, like Oliver Twist. And I forget what the other one was. But anyway, he he included them quite frequently in his work. Sure. So. Because it was something that was in society and yeah. it was something that you would see. Yeah. And he was writing about the times as he right. saw them. Right. So um, that's pretty much it for Wailing Women. Okay. And The Wailing Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get them confused, guys. I, I won't get them confused. One's yeah. one's a ghost story, and the other is an actual practice. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, that was our Q and A for today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which means that uh, we're we're doing our what are we doing next? Our book club. Our book club. Yeah. The sacrilegious book club. The sacrilegious book club. That one. Sorry. And then I think we're also going to try to do, it might be later in the day when this releases. Like, so like this will be coming out, this, this episode will be coming out Saturday night late mm-hmm. into Sunday. Yeah. Um, the, the book club will be coming out Sunday morning and then um, probably later we're going to try to do a Patreon episode. Yeah. Um, and then I'll get the weekly uh, wrap up out. And then on Monday we'll be back with. Um, Jeremiah chapter 11, question mark? That that is correct. Yes. All right. Well, we'll see you guys then. Bye.
wife. Guess what we're doing now? Well, it is Sunday, so that means that we're doing... Sacrilegious Book Club! That's right. And uh, what are we book clubbing today? Well, we are still in this book, A Treasury of Jewish Folklore, edited by Nathan Ozubel. Okay. It's right. got a longer title, but I didn't He's want to read of, all yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, right. Traditions, stories... Right, blah, legends, blah, 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 whatever, yeah. yeah. Right, all that stuff. <laughs> I mean... If you've been following along, then you already you know. know. Yeah. And if you then haven't you... been, then you probably don't care. Right. So. But, but if you do, you can go back and listen to the beginning of the book club. Right. And then you'd find it. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Right. It's a big old book. And right. it ain't hard to find. Sure. And what kind of sections are we going over today? We are on part four, which is Tales and Legends. Okay. We are going to finish up chapter one, Biblical Sidelights, and we are going to cover... Chapter 2, The World to Come. Okay. You ready to do this? Yes, I am. Let's do it. Okie dokie. Okay. So before I start reading a couple of selections, um, I just wanted to remind you that this chapter um, basically talked about how um, like in the introduction to this yeah. chapter, it talked about how uh, Jewish folklore was never like solidified. Like right. they've been, the religion itself has been evolving, and writings and thoughts about it in the midrash and the are consistently um, Ibid, added. Yeah, they're yeah. they keep being added to the collection so that it just continues to grow. Right. So a lot of these are about characters from the Bible in sure. this section. So the first one that I wanted to read today is on page 476, and it's called King David Bows Before an Idol. Oh. Right? Oh. Yeah. Very interesting. That is, yeah. Especially given what else. we've been reading, you uh-huh, know? Yeah. Uh-huh. When David reached the summit of the Mount of Olives, he said to his servants, go and find me an idol and bring it here. Mm. When David's servants went to do his bidding, they met Hushai the archite the king's friend. He asked them, where are you going? They answered, David, our king, has commanded us to bring him an idol. Astounded, Hushai went to David and asked, tell me, O king, why did you bid your servants to bring you an idol? Yeah, why did you, David? Right? When Hushai, oh, I'm sorry, and David replied, I wish to bow before the idol. Okay. When Hushai heard these words, He rent his garments and strewed ashes on his head and cried aloud, Woe is me that a man like King David should bow before an idol. (laughs) Oh, he's so upset. Yeah. Then spoke the king, Do not grieve so, my friend. Don't you know how great my fame is throughout the world? All who have heard of me say, There is no man as virtuous as David. He rules his people with the fear of God in his heart. He does only good, meets out justice, and fulfills all of God's commandments. Now, therefore, consider, Hushai, when the people hear about my miserable plight, how my son Absalom attacked me and tried to kill me, what do you suppose they will think? They will say, what a waste to worship such a God. With him there is neither justice nor reward of virtue." For that reason, I have decided to bow down before an idol in order to defame myself. Then people will be able to say, 
There, you have proof there is a God in heaven and a sovereign over the earth. He rules with truth and with justice and punishes even mighty King David for his idol worship. Um, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So he's admitting that something bad happened and he's like, well, since that bad thing happened, I'm going to give them a reason to not blame God for it. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. So but he's, he's going to say um, the reason that happened was punishment because I bowed before an idol. But that's almost that's like that's fake news, you know? Like yeah. that's fucking you're you're creating a story mm-hmm. so that other people you're you're will believe in your god. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's spreading a false message. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't agree with that. I think no. that's that's shitty actually. I totally agree. So, but okay. I I thought it was an interesting story that, like you it's said, an interesting given story, yeah. what we've been reading about. Right, right. Okay, the next story is on page 477 called Better Than a Dead Lion. Mm. Once King David said to God, Lord of the universe, I beg of you, tell me the day when I will die. God answered, I have decreed that no mortal should know his last day. Then tell me, how many years will I live? David implored. I have no, I have decreed that no mortal shall know the number of his years on earth. Mm. Tell me then, O Lord of the universe, on what day in the week will I die? And the creator answered, you will die on the Sabbath day. Let me die on the day after the Sabbath, pleaded David. That cannot be, answered God. The rule of your son Solomon begins on the day after the Sabbath. Okay. Then let me die a day before the Sabbath, implored King David. No man may die before his hour comes, answered the Almighty. Dearer to me is the Torah that you will study for one single day than a thousand sacrifices your son Solomon will bring upon my altar as king. Really? I guess. I don't know. Okay. It seems weird, but whatever. Yeah, it is weird. From that time on, King David spent the entire Sabbath day in devoted study of the Torah. (laughs) And when the Sabbath on which he was to die arrived... The angel of death rose up against him, but he had no power over him, for King David did not cease his studying. What shall I do with him? cried the angel of death in exasperation. Behind the royal palace lay a lovely garden, and so the angel of death entered it and began to shake the trees. Hearing the noise, David went to see who was disturbing the Sabbath peace. (laughs) And as he walked, he did not cease his devoted study of the Torah. But as he descended the steps, he lost his balance. And for one instant, the sacred words became stilled on his lips. In that very instant, the angel of death smote him. Oh, damn. Thereupon, Solomon inquired of the sages, What shall I do? My father lies dead in the fierce sun. The dogs are hungry. They bark and sharpen their teeth. Because they can't bury him on the Sabbath. Oh, right, right, right. can't work. They got to yeah. just leave, leave him there. What you going to do? That's right. But his bones are about to get scattered by dogs. <laughs> right. That's yeah. not cool. No. The sages replied, your father was a king in his life. Now that he is dead, he is only a corpse. One may not violate the Sabbath for the sake of a dead man. Oh, my God. And when Solomon heard these words, he commented, a live dog is better than a dead lion. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just... Um, what? I, I think that's really... Like, okay. 
that like the Sabbath. <laughs> I I struggle with this because yeah. like if somebody in the Jewish tradition, if somebody dies uh-huh. on the Sabbath. You literally just have to let them just sit there until and rot in the sun. That's crazy. Yeah. What? I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I guess you call in the non-Jewish. Are you allowed people. to use your phone on the oh, Sabbath? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Who knows? I I have no idea what workarounds they have. Right. I I do think it's funny that they've created workarounds, so I'm sure that they have created right, a workaround yeah. for people I'm sure who they die don't just on let the some, Sabbath. Right. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. The last one from this chapter is on page 487, and it's called The Origin of the Roman Empire. And next to it, I wrote, what the actual fuck? (laughs) So we're going to find out what I meant by that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. When King Solomon took Pharaoh's daughter for a wife, she brought with her from Egypt a thousand different musical instruments. She instructed him in the use of them all, saying... In this manner, you play to honor this idol. In that manner, you play to honor that idol. No word of reproach ever passed Solomon's lips. On that very day, the angel Gabriel struck a rod into the sea, and around the rod formed sand and seaweed. From these arose an island, and on the island was built the empire of Rome, which robbed the Jews of their land and drove them into exile. Oh, damn. The end. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> That's the whole story. Who who built this island? It was a it was a what? The angel it was Gabriel. An angel. The angel Gabriel built Rome. Yeah, in a day. To destroy, in a day. <laughs> yeah, to destroy the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Because, because Solomon God... was allowing his Pharaoh's daughter wife to play instruments to various gods. Oh my god. And idols. What a bunch of shit. Right? Like that that's a that's a really weird story. I know. That's why I wrote WTAF. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't remember they didn't did they get they didn't get conquered during Solomon's time, did they? No, but that happened eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean kick the can down the road. You know right, how it go. Right. Yeah. All right. Now we're on chapter 2, The World to Come, which begins on page 502. I'm going to read a few selections from this intro here, okay? Okay. It was but natural, believing in the immortality of the soul, in the reward of virtue, and in the punishment of evil, that the Jews should have directed much thought to the world to come. Heaven or hell, or paradise and Gehenna, were two dual concepts borrowed from the Persians. Okay. There was a wide variation in the popular conceptions of this world to come. It ranged from the most spiritual, the sages are not in paradise, paradise is in the sages, to the following primitive visualization found in one of the minor Midrashim. Okay, so I'm not going to read this whole next section because it's describing the five different um, layers of heaven. Okay. Or the the Gan Eden, which is the Garden of Eden. And so I'll just read the first part of this, okay? Okay. The Gan Eden at the east measures 800,000 years at 10 miles per day or 3,650 miles per year. 
And there are five chambers for various classes of the righteous. Okay. Okay. The first one is built of cedar. The second is built of cedar with a ceiling of fine silver. The third chamber is built of silver and gold ornamented with pearls. The fourth chamber is made of olive wood and is inhabited by those blah, 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 blah. And the fifth chamber is built of precious stones, gold and silver, surrounded by myrrh and aloes. And in each of these, it tells you who is in that chamber and who they are learning from at the feet of. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So like Moses and and different leaders are in there teaching them the Torah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, but I'm, like I said, I'm not going to read each of those because I just gave you the highlights of them. Okay. Okay. So as if intending to dispel this literal materialistic visualization of the world to come, which I just described to you, Mm -hmm. the illustrious Rabbi Rab wrote in the Talmud, in paradise, there is no eating, no drinking, no cohabitation, no business, no hatred or ambition, but the righteous sit with crowned heads and enjoy the radiance of the Shekinah. Mm. The 11th century philosopher Maimonides was even more emphatic in his impatience with the materialistic rewards expected by the righteous in paradise. So they kind of thought that that those explanations of the five chambers were like ludicrous. Like jewels, really? Right, right. That's materialistic, you dum-dums. Yeah. So he wrote, this is Maimonides, he wrote, To believe so is to act like a schoolboy who expects nuts and confections as compensations for his studies. I just have to interrupt here for just a second because they're talking about how fantastical these things are and how crazy they are to believe Uh when they believe in God. Which is fantastical in and of itself. Yeah, no, like the the hypocrisy here is like, it's just... They're like... Only some crazy. That crazy is too crazy, but this crazy is fine. Right, right. And it's like, okay. I I I agree with you that that crazy is not good, but Sure. But like, like it, we're just it, you're parsing well, hairs at this point. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Celestial pleasures, this is still Maimonides. Celestial pleasures can be neither measured nor comprehended by a mortal being any more than the blind can distinguish colors or the deaf appreciate music. Rather, he held forth the promise of a Gan Eden, a garden of Eden, Mm -hmm. on earth when the Messiah will come to usher in the millennium and mankind will become worthy of its joys. I see. Yeah. So that's where we get into that whole, you know, heaven on earth and that kind of thing. Right, right. So, all right. So the first story from this chapter that I'm going to read is on page 506, and it's called What Tipped the Scales? I thought this was kind of a sweet story. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. A poor farmer hitched his horse to his wagon and drove to Lemberg to look for work so that he might have money enough to buy matzos and new clothes for his family for the Passover. Night fell, there were no stars out, and he drove right into a ditch. The wagon turned over and he lay underneath it, half smothered by the mud. Hearing his cries, a rich man who chanced to pass by came to his rescue. He ordered his coachman to pull the farmer from underneath the wagon and to free his horse. Then, tying a rope from his coach to the shaft of the wagon, he whipped up his horses and pulled the wagon out of the mud. 
He then drove the farmer to his home and seeing the poverty of his family, he gave him a thaler, which is a type of pay money, like a coin. Got it. The time arrived when God in his wisdom gathered the rich man to his forefathers. When he came up for judgment before the heavenly tribunal, the angelic per prosecutor indicted him for his many sins. It began to look very bad for him, for the scales of justice were tipping dangerously toward Gehenna. Mm. Suddenly, the angel of mercy entered and demanded of the eternal judge that the man's good deeds be weighed against his sins. Which, I mean, that yeah. only seems fair and right. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you guys literally take time for this argument for every <laughs> single person, huh? God agreed with the angel of mercy, and the poor farmer and his family, whom the accused had aided, were placed in the scales. Not enough, cried the accusing angel. Let the poor farmer's horse and wagon be placed in the scales, asked the angel of mercy. God agreed, and it was so done. Yeah. Not enough, cried the accusing angel. Damn, this guy must have fucked up a lot. Right? Yeah. Place in the scales the mud which covered the poor farmer when the accused pulled him out of the ditch, asked the angel of mercy. The supreme judge, you know, God, Agreed. Yeah. gave his consent. And no sooner was this done than, lo and behold, the scales of justice tipped toward paradise. Wow. Yeah. Man. Because he saved that one that farmer. That lucky guy. Right? Yeah. He, he lived a life, clearly, of lechery and... Just badness, right. but he did one nice thing, and they were like, "Oh, let him go into heaven. Why don't you?" Right? Won't right. you? That's the that's the selling point, right? That's mm -hmm. the when you, when you why else would somebody that is leading a a, a life of debauch, debauchery, debauchery, yeah, why would they choose to suddenly follow God? Right? Right. Well, here's your out, right? Yeah. You do, you do one kind thing and, and maybe, it'll, maybe the, it'll be enough to save you. The angel of mercy will surely take my side. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. All right. The next one is on page 507 and it's called Tapers to Heaven. A widow once came to the rabbi. She was all in tears. Her daughter was being married, but she had no candlesticks to place on the festive table. Mm. She was afraid of being humiliated before others. So the rabbi gave her his best silver candlesticks. When Friday dusk came around, the rabbi's wife went to light the Sabbath candles. What was her dismay to discover that her beautiful silver candlesticks were gone? Oh. Thieves must have carried off my candlesticks, she told the rabbi, aghast. Shh, don't get excited, murmured the rabbi. No one stole our candlesticks. They've gone to light our way into the world to come. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, that's right. it. Yeah. That's it. All right. And and that's all I got. <laughs> that, that's all I got. I don't know what to say about that. That seemed that was a also kind of a weird story. Right. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, that chapter was like less than impressive, honestly. It was all right. There was. I mean, I, we've definitely read worse in this book. So that is true. I'm I'm not complaining too much. Right. But um. The one that I'm gonna recall from this though is like the three sentence. One where yeah, that's that angel Gabriel was like, "You Solomon, let your wife do 
musical things and badness to idols. Right. So I created the fucking Roman Empire to destroy <laughs> you guys eventually. That is definitely weird, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I, I think mine was going to be the David one because and the idol worship. Yeah. Because like, it just, it, it stinks I'm, of, of of you know, just how corrupt, yeah. you know, politics and religion are. Yeah. Because... You're leading the people astray. You're lying purpose. to them. You're you're fucking yeah. lying to them. And and that right there, according to your own fucking religion, should be a sin. Yeah. You know, like what are you doing? Like what what is this shit? Yeah. That, that's a bunch of crap. Yeah. So whatever. <laughs> that one made you mad. Whereas it made the me one, mad. Yeah. Where's the one that I'm remembering just made me laugh because like what the fuck? Yeah. Right. So anyway, that was our book club for today. Sure as fuck was. Um, I will be getting out our weekly wrap up here uh, after. Well, no, actually, before we get the weekly wrap out up tonight, we're going to be doing a Patreon. Patreon. Sorry, right, a Patreon episode, and then I will get out the weekly wrap up. So that'll all be done before tomorrow at some point today. Uh-huh. And then. Um, on Monday, we'll be back with Jeremiah chapter 11. All right. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together, we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. Alright, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Guess what we're doing? Well, it is Sunday still, I believe. It is. And so I think that means that we're doing a... Patreon! That is right. And what are we uh, Patreoning today? We are Patreoning Separation of Church and State. And we're going to talk about a little movie that just came out. Oh. And we're going to talk about um, how we just didn't understand what the Constitution meant, and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> we were misinformed, apparently, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we are misunderstanding it. I see. I see. Okay. Uh, you ready to do this? I am. Are you? Yeah. Um, if you're hearing this on the main feed and you aren't a patron, you can actually hop over to our Patreon feed and join as a free subscriber mm-hmm. and listen to this for free. And if you enjoy getting these types of episodes, you can stay for only $2 a month. Yeah. And get them whenever we do these. So Ad free. You should do that right now. Totally. All right. Let's get into this. Okie dokie. All right. So today we are talking about separation of church and state. Okay. And how we just don't get it. Mm, okay. I, I think I might, but okay. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay. So, in November of last year, NBC News put out an article about Mike Johnson. A um, He's a House speaker, and he's a Republican from Louisiana. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, he's he's big, big shot now. Yeah. yeah. Just wanted to make sure we all knew. Who Mike Johnson is. Yeah. Got it. And he said in an interview at that same 
time period that separation of church and state is a misnomer. People mm. people misunderstand it, he says. Okay? Okay. Of course, it comes from a phrase that was in a letter that Jefferson wrote. It's not in the Constitution. And what he was explaining is they did not want the government to encroach upon the church. Not that they didn't want principles of faith to have influence on our public life. It's exactly the opposite. That's not true, though. We've actually solidified this. There was, so I, I know that in the, the Treaty of Tripoli, like mm-hmm. which was a, I forget exactly which war, but it was something, we actually spelled this out quite detail, in, in, in a lot of detail yeah, as but, to what we stand for as a country. Yeah, but that doesn't count. That wasn't at the time of its founding, mm. so we don't care. Okay. If, if we're Christians, we throw those things out the window. Got it. That was just a bunch of atheists, you know, making shit up. No, no it's, it's us just protecting ask, everybody's rights. Just ask Mike Johnson. He'll explain it to oh, you. Oh, okay, okay. And he's a Christian, so he should know. Mm, yeah, no. <laughs> Johnson suggested that the nation's founders believed religion and morality were central to the government. Hmm. Well, it is technically true that the words separation of church and state are not written in the Constitution. Right. I'm quoting from this article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many legal scholars have said that the phrase is a reference to the Establishment Clause right. in the First Amendment. Yes. Duh. Right. Okay. Johnson has spent the last two decades advocating for religious freedom in public schools, in government, and in public places, mainly as an attorney for a conservative Christian group that's now called Alliance Defending Freedom. But if you're going to advocate for religious freedom, you have to rel- you have to advocate for the Satanists to be there. You have to advocate no, for... No, not if you're Christian. But that's that's what religious freedom actually but means. But religion only means Christianity. No. Absolutely no? wrong. Are you sure? I, I think Mike Johnson would tell you otherwise. Mike Johnson is full of shit. I think that he, much like the God of the Bible, is a dick. Uh, he... He is. Uh, he's a zealot. He's part of the yeah. He's part of that that new um, Christian right movement that has now infiltrated our government. We're going to talk about that. Them. Is that is just they're they're basically turning turning this into a theocracy. Yes, and so. happy and excited about it. Yeah. Hey everyone, if you're listening right now, that's because you've reached the end of the free version on our main feed. But today's episodes, we're actually releasing. To everyone over on our Patreon feed, it's just you have to go over there to listen to the rest of it. So even if you aren't currently a Patreon subscriber, you can head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse, and you can listen to this episode in full, even if you don't subscribe. Um, You can sign up for our free trial. You could sign up as low as $2 a month, or you could just listen to the free episode, whatever floats your boat. But uh, hopefully you'll go over and check it out, and then... uh, Follow us over there, and maybe you'll get to see more of these uh, from time to time where we do these for free. Thanks. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh, my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Oh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. 
Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.